Hello. <laughs> yes, sir. Oh, we are here. Diane State of Mind hasn't seen each other in a while, man. What's good? Yeah, what's up, man? What's up, everybody? What's up, Nick Nick Nation? Um, uh, yeah, what's up? <laughs> like some changes going over there, man. I can see your eyes, I can see your face is going. You got the hat and shit. <laughs> it, it's funny because if you read the top of the hat, it says Arkham Asylum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of people think you belong there. Oh man, but um yeah, salute, salute, man. I'm uh, appreciate being on here today. Uh let's talk. <laughs> what's, 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 with you, man? what's what's new? What's new? Um, anything new? Anything new going on? I didn't I didn't hear it, but I heard uh, um people was talking about it that that um you uh was snapping on some cats in the in the Twitter spaces. What's going on in the Twitter spaces, man? Nah, Twitter Spaces is here's my thing about Twitter Spaces. It's it's about the same combos over and over and over. So you know, you you try to like get past certain stuff. And yeah. I was snapping at dudes because you know, like shut the fuck up about Donovan Mitchell. <laughs> it's, it's over. Like we 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 gotta move on. Um, we got who we got on the team right now and. You know, it's just time to move on. That that's the reason why I was snapping at dudes. It, it's the same repetitive convo over and over. And when I had a Twitter Spaces yesterday, when I held one, I just tried to talk about different things. You know what I'm saying? Uh, try to shed light on the team and try to talk about um, Quinn Grimes and Cam Reddish, but not pinning them against each other. Yeah, basically. So that's what I tried to do. But yeah, man, that, that's that's the main thing. Like like not not putting the players against us and, and, you know, us against each other and all that stuff. At this point in time, like, everybody is is waiting. Because, I mean, you see the media? You see how the media is crying, like, because like, they can't get into the room to ask RJ a stupid-ass question? You know, they feeling for – like, like um this guy, uh, Berman, was on the, the um, Knicks Fan Brazil show. Yeah. And, and he's over there. They can't even understand what the hell he's saying. He's over there crying over there. Oh, they need to put it in there. I would have asked him a great question. You know, like, get out of here, man. Come on, man. Uh, we're, we're we're tired of it, ain't we? Like you just said it in so much, so many words. We're tired of that already. It's over. I, I mean, I try to listen. I I agree with James Dolan as far as like banning the media from interviews. That's why I really don't care. Like I I I have no beef with James Dolan doing this because y'all y'all always view us in a negative light. Y'all always post negative articles about the Knicks. Um, y'all always talk down about any executive we have, black or white. Um, y'all always talk about James Dolan. They, these people then said James Dolan is racist and, and all this garbage that we always hear. And, you know, the Knicks is the team that has hired the most minorities in the NBA. And that's something I value. And I told somebody on Twitter earlier, like, they was like, yo, Dolan needs to sell a team. I have no beef with D- James Dolan. Me personally, I, I'm not a I'm not a '90s Nick fan. I'm a, I'm a 2000s Nick fan, and and I I just have no beef with him. He's put minorities in 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 positions to succeed, and um, he's hired the most. Like, what are we complaining for? Like, he's yeah. he stepped away from button into Nick issues and Nick trades, right? Because if 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 it was up to James Dolan, he would have definitely got Donovan Mitchell in the building. Like if it was up to him, so you know, 
James Dolan is allowing his guys to do their job, and I just have no beef with him. So him being in the media, I have no problem with that. I have no problem with him throwing out Charles Oakley. I have no problem with stuff like that, bro. Just me personally. Right, because, I mean, the thing is, we don't know what happened with Charles Oakley. All we know is we visually what happened. And then people are going about, oh, I love the Knicks because of Charles Oakley. Look at what he did to Oakley. But listen, you don't know the context, you know what I'm saying? And you're going to allow that to destroy us. And, and then you hear Charles, every time Charles Oakley says something about the Knicks, he got something crazy to say. And he's yeah. all he's doing is dividing us and drawing attention to us and causing that that traditional media swirl. You know, so like 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 you said, man, with, with the Donovan stuff, you got to put it to bed. We got to put all that shit to bed because none of it matters. The only thing that matters is me and you right now. So with the media stuff, I'm going to I'm going to get out of the habit of, of saying media because we are the media. You know what I'm saying? We are the media. You know, the, everything that we do on Nick's Twitter, everything that we do on YouTube. Shout out to people that do it on other other platforms. And there's so many different channels out there. We are the media. And then we, we need to we need to um you know conduct ourselves as such, but not like them. You know, with the bullshit, we need to, you know, keep it real with, with, the, with the way that we do things as a fan base and just bring it back to, to the essence and take control because we have control now. Look at this shit. Yeah, because I, I personally don't I don't I don't watch ESPN. I'm gonna be honest with you. Like, I, I don't have cable. What I have is Wi-Fi, media stream, media stream apps on, on my TV, on my smart TVs and, you know. I got YouTube, so, right. so and I got the whole Knicks got their own ESPN, yeah. right? I could watch about I could name off 10, 10 pods right now that I could watch on YouTube right now that I could get a lot of Nick content from. So I don't need to watch ESPN or none of those people to get Nick's content. So that's why I I've always agreed with James Dolan as far as like banning the media, like. Who the fuck are y'all? Yeah, y'all always put me in a negative light. Like, if you come into my establishment, my family owns a liquor business, right? So if you come into my family's liquor business and you tell my family your liquor prices are always too high, okay, so you don't gotta come in here, motherfucker. Right? Like, come on now. But come you know, on. at the same time, too, how many things does does your family do um, to help the community? Because there's been a since since me and you known each other, you've there's been a couple things that you've done where you had like you know events you know to give back to everybody in the community. So that's the that's the difference too. Because I mean you don't have to pay the tickets, but at the same time I got something for you. You know what I'm saying? You know I got something for the community. You know like there's, there's going to be something that that everybody can could um benefit from at, at one point or another. Whether it be a Knicks event that we have exclusively for season ticket holders, but they didn't forget about us. They still got other stuff that they keep everybody engaged, and that's the way it should be. Keep yeah. it, keep it tight, you know. And keep the bullshit out and keep it tight, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's why I'm not really too concerned about the media. Like they would have asked RJ all types of nonsense questions, like how would it feel for you to be a resident? You was almost a resident in Salt Lake City. Like I, I don't, I don't want to hear stuff like that. You get what I'm saying? Like I, I want to hear RJ just give me the regular company man lines that he's supposed to give me. Right after he got paid, right, right. <laughs> just get, just talk good about the company and let's move on. <laughs> the thing is, if they ask a spicy question, like they say, "Oh, hey, they almost traded you," you know, how does that make you feel? You know, they, they traded you and then they gave you the money. Can you trust these guys? Now, what is RJ gonna say? RJ gonna be like, "Well, I'm glad I got the contract. You know, I'm here. I'm looking forward. I got my teammates. I'm looking forward yeah. to uh, to working out for the fans, and I'm gonna have a great season." That's what he's gonna he's gonna say some bullshit like that. So I yes. mean, you ask a spicy question, they're just gonna give you a cliche answer. 
So what is the what is the point? And it's funny because those are those are the type of bullshit questions I should be asking. <laughs> if you want me to, if you but you're not going to ask that question though. You're not uh, going to ask I, that question. You ain't asking that question. I, I mean, I mean, but I I kind of can though. If you if it was reported that Leon Rose put RJ Mitch and Obi in a trade early July. But I just got off a recent pod with Swinney and those guys. Shout out to those guys on the Strickland. And they said they don't believe that. They don't believe the Knicks was the first to make the offer. Who am I supposed to believe? I don't so, believe nothing the media say. <laughs> so I'm I, I, what we got to go off of, bro. We got to go off of what we watch from the whole Nick community, Nick content creators, right? Watch what we watch from our own eyes, and then we give our own assumption. Well, aside from assumption, we we know the business though. We know it's the business yeah. of basketball. If RJ said said to himself with his camp, same thing like KP. KP said, "Yo, man, I need some more cloud up in his piece." You know what I'm saying? So yeah. Nick said, "All right, bye." You know, so then he does conducts his business the way he wants to. He that's the way he should do it. So I mean, RJ could have been like, "Well, listen, I don't want to resign with you guys. I'm gonna wait till my contract's up, and I'm gonna do my thing." But that's the business. You know, that's just the business. The Knicks can't take take it um because the Knicks can be spicy and and, uh, and try to hold it against them. But I mean, these guys, everybody's entitled to do to you know to take care of their career the way they want to. That like, just like the Knicks, the Knicks are entitled to run their franchise the way they want to. You know, yeah. so but you can but in between, like even though there could be friction and all, all these um you know, like uh you know just bad blood and stuff like that, it don't have to be that way. You know, mm-hmm. it don't have to be that way. Same thing, like like we can me and you can curse each other out, but then it's like all right, see you Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, I see you next week or oh, whatever we whatever you're gonna do it. It don't you know? There's a um, there's an understanding. You know, there's an understanding yeah. with in, in business and stuff. You know? that's, that's yeah, I'm like I I have no like even if they had offered RJ in this deal, like I kind of really not mad at it. Um, that's just good business. That's what you're supposed to do. The the thing that was egregious to me was the whole Quentin Grimes is untouchable talks. Um. Uh, you know, no disrespect to Quentin Grimes, but I, I can't. You know, you'll stay. I'm my sorry. bad, my bad, bro. But you see, you see this I'm, shit. I'm sorry, but throwing out your... no, that's not criminal. He, Oakley was supposed to get thrown out, brother. I, the, I, the, I thing, so the thing that annoys me about it is that, like, like if if you play for the team and he kicked out your wife or your parents, that's not mm-hmm. the same thing. Now no. we're not talking about that Charles Oakley touched, um, you know. Or, or, or Dolan touched Charles Oakley's booty hole or something like that. That's not what happened. Like, nope. we don't know the, the problems that these guys have behind closed doors. And it's not my problem. It's not my business. You know, if, if Oakley, whatever, something happened, security is there. All right, listen, Oakley, you got to leave. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because Oakley knew that he wasn't supposed to be there because they banned him already. But he, right. he went and bought his own ticket and just showed up. You know what I'm saying? So if he's walking through there, of course, security is going to let him in because I'm quite sure they like this. Yo, man, Oakley's here. Oh, shit. Oakley's here. Fuck, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, hope Dolan don't see him. Come on. And then they find out the motherfucker sitting right behind Oakley. All right, Oakley did this shit on purpose. You know? He did it on purpose because he could have sat anywhere in the arena and they probably would have left him alone. But he chose yes. to sit right behind Oakley. So he's fucking with, with Dolan. You know, that's one thing to, to, to say about that. But I mean, you know? Petty like, bullshit, I, right? Bullshit. It's poppycock. <laughs> like we gotta <laughs> come on. Yeah. What you just told me before we started, right? If something if somebody's going too crazy with you on, on whatever, what you gonna do? What as far as like on, on so on, on social media, like, if somebody say some spicy shit if, to you and you what you gonna do? 
I have no problem with you talking spicy. It's just that since I'm on the, my third Twitter profile, like if you continuously going spicy, then I kind of have to block you to protect yeah. myself. <laughs> There's a whole somebody made a whole uh Yu-Gi-Oh card with your face on this shit, man. I got to block you, brother. <laughs> you know what I'm block you. Like yeah. I, it, it's certain stuff that I can't I can't continuously go on about you, you know with this next team like I know we we pretty sure are gonna get into it in a little while, but like I, I'm just so sick and tired of the media trying to paint you know James Dolan and the Knicks in a bad light, and you know it's kind of garbage to me that you know they talk about the Knicks in this way. You know Mark Berman, you you could complain all you want, but at the same time, like you got to stop writing negative pieces about the Knicks. Maybe if you write something positive the casual Nick fan will have something to look at and read that's positive. But no, you guys always write negative articles. So when you always write something negative, people will perceive the Knicks as being negative. So, so it goes hand in hand. Yeah. Dennis, Dwayne is still talking. still talking about this shit, but look, guess what I'm going to do. I got to block you, brother. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You need you need to listen to what 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 um what people are saying to you. You, you know what I'm saying? Because mm -hmm. now, like having this conversation with him about Charles Oakley, what is that doing? Confusing the whole situation. It's not about mm -hmm. Charles Oakley, but he want to go hard about talking about Charles Oakley, man. Why, why don't you go find Charles Oakley? <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? Go yeah. find him. It's about the it's about the media, brother, and it's about how the media treats the Knicks and like. Fans, you don't you don't really need ESPN and none of those guys to watch get Knicks content. You come here, you could go to Eagles Pie, you go to Mons, you go to anybody's pod, man. Sports Live TV is on right now on my on my fucking flat screen. Shout out to sports 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 vibes TV, my guy. You know, it, it's come on, you will get That's, so yo, much Nick content. He's like your doppelganger. He looks a lot like you, man. Oh, come on. You guys look a lot alike, man. I, I, I people show too. I, I, I dig the way he does it. You know, you know what I'm saying. We we were definitely two different styles, but you know, I, you know, I dig the way he does this shit over there. He does good stuff. But uh, he looks just like you. He's like like the Kang variant of state and shit. Oh man, shout out to the, um sports vibes, man. That's my guy. I did a couple pods with with my guy, man. Okay. Um, but the, but the media be on some BS, man. I, Iru, can you please play the Donovan Mitchell interview? Um. Well, so we can, yes. So we could no, no. The one way, yes. So we can nip this. So we can nip this in the butt. Pause. I wanna, I wanna put this to bed. It's in the bud, the bud. Like it's like, a, bud. like rolls, you know. What I'm saying nip it in the bud, <laughs> not nip it in the butt. That's a little. Yeah, that's a little I, I, problematic. I mean, <laughs> I mean <laughs> that's a little I, problematic. Fire for that. Fire for that. <laughs> oh man. Oh, but. You know, let's let's kill him noise with this Donovan. Let, let, let's talk Donovan real quick. All right, let's get busy. Where's the play button? I think you just tapped the screen, right? You know, the number one speculation as far as where you're headed was New York, where you're where you're from. What is or was your interest in going to New York? Um, yeah, you know, obviously, you know, all summer I, I wouldn't say much, but you know, for me it was, you know, once Rudy got traded, you know, I kind of saw the writing on the wall. You know, it's kind of you know. I think we all did, you know, and I think we understood we had a, we had a good run. Um, I kind of had a feeling I was going to get moved. I, like I said, I thought it was New York. I'm not going to lie to y'all, but, you know, next next to their mom, you know, and I've, been, I've been lived at home since I was like in eighth grade. I've been in boarding school and that sort of been nice. But, you know, like I said, for me, I 
once I found out I got traded and what we came, what we're going into, like that trumped everything for me. You know, I'm like I said, I'm truly excited to be here, to be part of this group, to be a part of this city. Um, Y'all saw I had the Cavs jersey on when I was like five, <laughs> six, whatever it was. But um, like, you know, I was I was a look, I was a LeBron. Even you stopped the damn video. My Even man, stop the damn video. Cleveland Cavaliers. You don't want to hear the bullshit. <laughs> That's the bullshit. Yeah, but I feel him though, man. Because I, when I was a kid, I used to wear the Golden State Warriors um, jerseys, you know, because for whatever reason, because I was a kid. Eru. <laughs> You're entitled to most, still do that, though. That was one so. of the most disappointing interviews <laughs> oh, man. I've heard in a while. <laughs> it, 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 was, it was it was disgusting to hear. Oh. I apologize to all Nick fans um, about this whole Donovan Mitchell ordeal. I apologize to you, Eru, if we we had our differences on this. Danny Ainge was dealing in bad faith. That's that's what I got from that. When I when you work in a hospital for six years, you know body language, and his body language right there was Danny Ainge told me I was going to New York, and he said, you know what. Fuck that. I'm sending you to Cleveland, Ohio. <laughs> That's what that told me right there. And um, Leon Rose was not trying to give up the house. And I respect it. And I apologize. I felt he was wrong for not trying to get Spider-Man. It felt depressing hearing Spider-Man in Cleveland. But I was wrong. I, I, I was definitely wrong on that. Just going off the body language and how he presented himself today and said what he said, even the wine horse. Danny Ainge, man, that's dealing in bad faith. He didn't want to send him to the Knicks. He's a Celtics to the core. Yeah. You don't, you don't like the Knicks, man. Come well, on. You know, back to Donovan with this shit, man. You you can you see, you know what hurt, man. Because, I mean, he could say, you know, that he had Cleveland jerseys back in, and whatever. Yeah. That's just him trying to clean it up because, you know, the media guy is trying to spin something, so he's trying to spin it back. So that you're just trying to be nice. He's a good kid, man. He's trying to be trying to be good. But you know what hurt, man. He know he loved New York. He, he, he you know. He's always in the Mets facilities, and you know, in the offseason and whatever. He's always in New York. So, you know, he definitely wanted to be a Nick, you know, but nothing you could do. So same thing. Like we trying to say, put this to bed. He put it to bed, too. He said, listen, man, fuck it. I'm here. I got a good point guard. I got some young guys with me. I'm, I'm here. Fuck it. You know, it does, that's basically what it, that all, all he could say, really. You know, I'm happy for him. I'm happy for him, but I'm also happy for us. Um, I'm, I'm happy for us because me and you had. We, we we had a couple conversations about the wing position and me and you was talking about um, Evan Fournier, Cam Reddish and Quinn Grimes. And I was a dominant with you early on. Like I don't need to see Evan Fournier no more. And I thought Evan Fournier was going to be in Utah. So now that I know that he's not going to be in Utah, um, it's up to Quinn Grimes and Cam Reddish to actually beat this guy out four minutes like and actually beat it like beat this guy out um and it's two separate narratives and um i just want to tackle the the whole quinn grimes narrative and i want you to tell me if i'm wrong or not on the way i feel about this but you know quinn grimes averaged six six points last season two and one right when you hold him out of trade negotiations for a guy that averaged 20 points since his rookie year, since Allen Iverson, that tells me that you have utmost confidence in this kid, right? 
Um, I sent you a picture on Instagram about the highest point jump averages in the NBA history. Mm-hmm. If you could share that, please. Oh, you just now, sent it just now? Uh, I, I, I've been sent that. I've been sent it. It's definitely there, though, for sure. And um, I want to believe in Quinn Grimes. You get what I'm saying? And I'm not interested in talking to you about Cam Reddish starting because if Cam Reddish beats out Quinn Grimes, that's another knock on Leon Rose because you held Quinn Grimes untouchable in these Donovan Mitchell trades. So I, I want to see. I want to see it. You know, um, I'm, I'm rooting for the kid. Uh, defender. Uh, I, I liked what I seen from last season, even though the box scores don't don't match what you see with your eyes. But at the same time, <clears throat> Quinn Grimes could could he could be a special player. You never know. Um, I don't. I just don't want to sit here and doubt him. But at the same time, when you make him untouchable for Donovan Mitchell, hey, oh, the gloves. The, the if you thought the Pampers was all for RJ. They're definitely off. I'm not giving RJ no excuses next season. None whatsoever. And I love RJ. Quentin Grimes? Eru, if he scores under 10 points, we're going to be having a discussion. Every pod. Every single podcast. What? Well, you made you made a point though. I mean, the guys, you know, guys had to beat beat dudes out. Here's yes. one thing, too. I'll throw a guy in because everybody's talking about Cam Reddish. Look at look at this kid right here. The, the, the kid that Brunson is talking Ooh, to. Ooh, Farron Hunt. Shout out to Farron Hunt. Now, listen, skill set, you know, Farron Hunt is a nobody. Farron Hunt is a nobody. But at the same time, uh, you know, people people um, get better. You know, mm-hmm. it's not it's not about who got the mo- most skill. It's about who got the most work ethic. Now, if I'm looking at work Can ethic. Can I give you kid, two examples? Yeah. Patrick Beverly, P.J. Tucker. Both went overseas. Both came back to the league. Both made, both carved out um, great NBA careers, in my opinion. But you know, aside from that, there's there's a lot of a lot of players that that did the same thing, like you just said, and not just came back to be role players. They came back and dominated. You know, shout right. out to um, Anthony Mason. Anthony Mason was one of those guys early in his career. You know, Stephen Jackson was one of those guys early in his career, and they went on to develop to become something more than they should have been. You know, Anthony Mason, you know, dribbling and all this sort of stuff, becoming like a, uh, you know, the the first one of the first um like really point power forwards and stuff like that. He's a revolutionary game and shit. Stephen yeah. Jackson as well. You know, Stephen Jackson should have been – he could have been in a lot of places, not, not to tell you the truth, Stephen Jackson. Right. You know, but um, he ended up – you know. Can, can you – real quick, Eru. Uh, yeah. Damn, I keep calling you my fault, man. Uh, can you give me some Anthony Mason history real quick, man, please? Uh, Anthony Mason was – from what I was told at, at my job is Anthony Mason was like Draymond Green. A little bit. He could bring up the ball. He could do a little bit of everything. Um, can you give him a little history lesson on Anthony Mason real quick? Like, how the hell did he get on the Knicks? And, like, what was his, like, main role on the Knicks when he actually was on the Knicks? Well, it's uh, context is everything. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, John Starks is under the same cloth. Uh, Chris Childs is under the same cloth. There's a quite a few, um, say Mario Ellie. There's a quite a few players that came up in the NBA that, that came from that cloth where there was no G League. You know what I'm saying? So if you don't make the if you didn't do well in college, you didn't make it into the NBA, you was gone. You know, you was overseas, you was playing in Puerto Rico, you was playing in Guatemala, you was playing in you was playing wherever somebody would let you play. They had the CBA, you know, and the CBA was crazy. CBA, the guys were playing in like in the rec room gyms and stuff like that. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So in order to get to get seen, you had to go 
you have to go so crazy. So I mean, you know that that's what um Mason did. Mason played like you know in all these different leagues, yeah, uh, you know in, in Puerto Rico and stuff like that, and Venezuela. I think he played in you know a couple different places, man. So it, these guys um were like um they literally were diamonds in the rough. Mm-hmm. You know, they literally that, that's where the terms come from. It, it comes from dope from that era, diamonds in the rough. So when when she came here, the thing like I'm trying to say with with Farron Hunt, you know, uh, just for working so hard, working hard, he surprised yeah. a lot of people. Because Anthony Mason wasn't supposed to make the Knicks, you know, because he, he already had his shot with the Nets. He didn't make it, you know. But then when he made it to the um, when he got to the Knicks, his second chance, he made sure that, that everybody saw him and made sure the Knicks kept him. Yeah, want to know it's so crazy? Like, I, I like that. I I, I kind of like that comparison. Um, as far as like the Starks uh, journey, the Anthony Mason journey to like a guy like Farron Hunt. Because what if he? does make the roster and what if he does carves out a, a a good you know role on the Knicks um shout out to Farron Hunt man he he actually joined us on a on the Knicks spaces yeah. um the day before yesterday and I like the fact that he interacts with the fans um yeah. I like I, I like the fact that most of the Knicks players are interacting with the fans not just Farron Hunt like I like the fact that RJ Barrett he came up under one of my tweets which was surprising to me because <laughs> I I didn't think like Nick players was like that, and the fact that R.J. Barrett replied to me, the fact that Mitchell Robinson had replied to Jay directly, um, it, it shows that Nick players are, are watching. The fact that Julius Randle was on Twitter at uh, was on um Instagram actually replying back to Nick fans, that's a positive for me. Um, that that shows that they're tapped in, like they know what we want. Like we we're not so we're a very passionate fan base. And I seen the I seen earlier when the Knicks shared the whole Julius Randle wall post thing, and you know a lot of Knicks fans is like, no, don't share it and stuff like that. But you know, I, I just trying to be positive and stuff like that. Like I'm kind of glad like we got the players that we got. Like none of them are are, are guys that's they, they don't seem too high maintenance. Um, they don't seem too untouchable. Like these guys are actually interacting with the fans and, and they seem like good kids. You know, Randall's a, a, a whole, he, he's a family man. Derrick Rose is a family man. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know what Isaiah Harnstein does, but I know he punches trees and shit because he looks like a tough German. So I, I, I know he's doing something crazy. He's a family guy too. He got he he's married to his um his lady also, you know. So he's doing his thing oh, too. That's great. That's great. And he's twenty four, so that tells me that he's mature beyond his his age. Well, well, well check this, man. Ain't, ain't no ain't no players sliding in in these reporters DMs anymore. You know, they not they they used to have those guys on the phone and they call them to get scoops and stuff like that. They don't do that no more. You know, no. it's it's a new day. So now instead of talking to the to the media guys that they can't stand talking to, they just rather talk to you straight. Go on Twitter and see who's talking about me. Boop. Stays talking shit about me. That ain't true, bro. Boop. Oh, shitty. I can't believe. Listen, believe it. <laughs> you don't believe it. You know, I, these I, guys These guys are not afraid to be around us. They in the street. They in the, they in the street walking around. And you know, that's why, fans are just running into these cats, you know? That's a fact. And that's why I can respect, like, guys like Farron Hunt and guys like Julius Randle, RJ Barrett, all, all these guys, like, all my Nick players. Like every player on my team, like I could, I could respect the roster that they got together because all of these guys is high character, and um, I, I like the way that they don't be in the media and they don't, 
as far as like being in the media, they're never in trouble and stuff like that. So I appreciate stuff like that. But, you know, Quentin Grimes, um, he's untouchable. So (laughs) we got to find out. Uh, Go ahead. Want me to post that picture that that you said? Yes. Um, That has to do with Quentin Grimes? Yep. Okay. Now, this picture, right, the reason why I sent this to Eru is because Quentin Grimes has a chance to be a part of NBA history. So when I say a part of NBA history, these are the players that had the biggest jumps in points per game in NBA history. Now, we mean, we all know that Grimes averaged six points last season. So if management believes in him, I feel like they're going to put him in a position to succeed and get the shots that he needs. So on this list, I see Devin Booker, um, Gail Goodrich, DeMar DeRozan, Reggie Miller, LaMarcus Aldridge, Jerry Stackhouse, Dirk Nowitzki, Kevin Martin, Rick Barry, Antoine Jameson, Jim Paxson, uh, Michael Adams, Zach Randolph, Wilt Chamberlain, Nate Archibald, uh, Bob McAdoo, Jerry West, CJ McCullough. He has a chance. Yeah, I, I see. It. I mean, history. <laughs> history is there, you know. So when when people when when people say stuff, like it's not. It's like oh, it's not. You don't have to bring it from imagination. You could just pull it. Like you just told me, pull this up. You put it up there. You could see it. It has happened. You know. Look at look at CJ McCollum. That's the first name that that I saw. Six point eight points, and then he went to twenty. Yeah, you understand? I, I could see because they're kind of similar. I want to say, I want to say, you know, but him, him and CJ are very similar because I, I see CJ as a, as a shooting guard, but he has a lot of point guard um, skills too. You know, he's good to play. He could play off the ball and that type of thing. I can see him being kind of like a CJ. You know, what's it's not that far from the imagination. So, so my comp for Danny, um, Danny, <laughs> my comp for Quentin Grimes was Danny Green, but if he reaches like his ceiling. I got Michael Finley, um, Michael Red, and I got uh, Katino Mobley. Um, when I think of Quinn Grimes, like those are the three guys, like I instantly think of. Uh, great shooting guards, by the way. Like I, I grew up in the era with great shooting guards. And matter of fact, let me ask you this question. Yeah. And, and, and this is to the whole Quinn Grimes and shooting guard position. Can you say that today's era of shooting guards is probably like the worst collection of, of, mm. of eras that you've seen? As far no, as like if, if you group them into the 90s from 1990 to 2000, 2000 to 2010, 2010 to 2020, is this like the worst collection? Because to me, this is the worst. As far as like talent, spunk, it, it, this. Uh, well, I mean, there's, there's been, you know, there's been eras, you know, where there's the talent seemed like it was, you know, not as, as popular in the, not as popular, but not as popping. I want to say like in the 80s, maybe the 80s, you know, there probably wasn't really like the 80s and maybe early 90s. There wasn't really like a lot of um, guards like that, shooting guards. But I mean, it, it really depends on how you look at it. Because like say like a guy like Mitch Richmond, he's one of the greatest shooting guards ever, but he always played on shitty teams. His teams never won. You know, and then you talk about Run DMC. I think Run DMC that that um that shit only lasted like two seasons. You one know? season, I believe. Yeah, or you know, whatever, like one and a half. Then they started trading them. Yep. So you know, 
you know, the, you know, during the nineties or so, there wasn't really like a lot of because like all the major teams. They, if you think of Sacramento, they had um, Doug Christie. You know, Doug Christie was wasn't a big major shooting guard. You know, no, serviceable. He yeah, was he was good. good. Yeah, he was damn good. I, I yo, I love Doug Christie. I ain't even gonna lie. Yeah, shout out to John Starks, but John Starks was trash to tell you the truth. He was just like he used to get hot. You know, and that year that he went to the All Star game, he was only averaging seventeen points per game. But so so, did I? Who's the best shooting guard in today's NBA? Ah oh, man, that's crazy. That's look, a, look, 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 look yeah. you, you can't even give me a direct name. I can't. Yeah, you can't really do it. I mean, it, it's all it's all the same. You know, the same names that everybody keep talking about. But when you say their names, it's like, eh. like my man, my man in Phoenix, right? Uh, Booker. Devin Booker. Yeah. When, when you say it, you don't. Yeah, yeah. Easy. Easy. Go to 2010. Kobe, Wade, probably AI. Probably your top three. What? Yeah, and then then some people on you know you know put T Mac in that position too. They had him at two at two guard. I didn't even, I didn't even miss T Mac. If he was a shooting guard in today's NBA, he'd be the best shooting guard by far. It's not even close. You know, Vince Carter played a lot of shooting guard when he was with the Nets. He was crazy. Look, I, I didn't know that, that Vince Carter had a handle and, until he got to the Nets. When he got to the Nets, he was crossing cats like crazy and then jump up and banging on you. You know? Yo, I, like, that whole era, even Ray Allen, yeah. he's probably like your seventh best shooting guard. Yo, <laughs> not for, but you say that, but Ray Allen during the, during the time, even though there, there might have been like seven dudes better, that motherfucker, when he was with the Bucks, he was a beast, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a beast. You know, that Bucks team is underrated, too. You're talking about Big Rob, you know, Big um, Dog um, Robinson, you know, over there. They had a couple other guys, too, in the mix. You know, Vin Baker they had over there. They had a couple different players and stuff, but, I mean, he was a beast. How, how, how can we forget Ginobili? I would never forget Ginobili. Yeah, was, yeah you can't forget Never. You know Ginob Ginobili was cold. What? Nasty man. Hey, hey, if I could compare Ginobili, Ginobili is like Booker. You know, but but well, what I'm trying to say is that like on a on a championship team in that era, Booker mm. would be would be off the bench the way that mobile that Ginobili was because somebody else would start. On a good day, I might take Ginobili over Booker. On a good on a good day, you ask me, I I, I, I might take Ginobili over Booker. Yeah, with you, all due respect. Hey, yeah, you, he was erratic. He was a little bit erratic sometimes, but you know when he was locked in, man, that motherfucker was best, just as good as what? anybody out there. Yeah. Yo, Gen yo, Ginobili is cold, bro. Like That's another dude too. Nobody talks about Steve Smith before his knees went out, or before, yeah. excuse me, before the Knicks bust their ass in the playoffs that year. <laughs> that's that's when his career was over. When uh, when the Knicks laid it, laid him out. Him and Matumbo and them cats just ended everybody's oh, career. Mookie Bolt, Blayla, um. What's the name? Mookie Blaylock, the point guard. All those guys was done after that fucking series. You know what I'm saying? Oh man! But, but Steve Smith was was Blaylock. nice though. Steve Smith yeah. was nice. Yeah, it, it it it's like today's era of shooting guards is so like they're not hard to beat. Like it, it's not it's not a hard position to to man. So when you got a guy like Quentin Grimes, it's like he could he could he could do some things you if you're looking at it from a positive standpoint um i forgot i, I forgot the guy's name where's my phone i gotta I got go get my cell phone but we had I, it was a thread that i was reading and it was about quentin grimes and was talking about how why the knicks 
would make him untouchable in all deals. And it was a good thread. Um, and it was talking about Grimes' uh, uh, position, position, and it was talking about Grimes' efficiency, and it was also talking about Grimes as far as like the player he can be. And I, I really liked it. And as soon as um, Dow pulls this, pulls this, yep, shouts to tag. Yeah, um, his IQ actual Twitter, Twitter name is IQ43. That's his, that's his actual Twitter name, yeah. Yes. I do I do not follow him, but I got to gotta make sure I change that. Yeah, well, I do follow him, my bad. Yeah, it didn't, it didn't refresh. I do follow him. Shout-outs to, shout to this thread because it gives you, a, like, a clear insight of why the Knicks would view Quentin Grimes untouchable. And everybody needs a 3 and D player on their championship team. I don't, I don't care what – what what you talking about like Andrew Wiggins, Danny Green, you know, you need Shane Battier, you need those type of role players to help you win championships. Yo, Cully, I think Mookie Blaylock is locked up. I think Google that shot. I think I think he just got locked up on some on some crazy shot. I think he got locked up on something. Anyway, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, nah, nah, Mookie Blaylock had the whole if you ever played NBA Live 2002 and 2003, he had the lock icon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he used to steal the shit out of the ball, out of the ball, man. That motherfucker used to steal. Oh man, well, um, Quinn Grimes. How do you feel about Quinn Grimes? Well, uh, you remember, remember the famous shit where I said that he was tri- hot garbage. You know, at, at the, when I first my first meeting with Quinn Grimes. Well, I'm I totally, I'm totally on another level with that shit now, man. He's a he's a really good player, you know. Regardless of all the stats we're gonna look at, you know, you know, like the eye tests and all that stuff, the tests and the fields and stuff like that matches up to what the numbers say. So, yeah. so you know, even though we say that, like when with the whole untouchable stuff, I, I don't really like the untouchable argument because it's like, like when you look at him, you feel that way though. You know, you feel like yo, I think this guy is gonna be actually pretty good because uh, yo, if you think about it. Like, like we talked about it on the pod before. Like, what was the last player the Knicks get the, the Knicks drafted that um that went to another team and did good? It was Trevor Ariza. Yeah, and that's not a really a good narrative to to harp on. That's why I don't really like bring that up, honestly. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, people get called out on it, you know. Because if you think about it, yo, the Knicks every time they get rid of somebody, they go somewhere else and they and they do this. They that is inaccurate. It's only yeah. tre- Trevor Ariza. But that's trying to slight the that's trying to slight the Carmelo Anthony trade. Or yeah. the trade was never the problem. It was the actions after the trade that was the problem. Right. You know? Oh, I like this comparison right here from Harlem C- CEO. Yeah. That might be the best comparison I heard in a while. Um Rip Hamilton was a monster. I, I don't know if. A lot of you kids, you know, know about Rip Hamilton, but Rip was money from mid-range. Love Rip Hamilton's game. Um, and these are the numbers right here. You know, the on-ball perimeter defense. He brings a plus point, uh, a plus one point three eight value. Then ninety-first percentile. That's an A. The the real adjusted turnover rate, zero point one three. That's a B. Um. I don't really care about none of that stuff. But the yeah. on-ball perimeter defense, that's what I care about. Everything else is poppycock to me because <laughs> I don't I don't view basketball with math. Just yeah, me neither. I don't, I, don't believe in, I don't believe in that either, man, because I'm not – 
you know, that's nerd shit. I'm not gonna, I'm not at the game with a with a calculator. What did he What did he do just now? Let me put it no. into the thing there. Like, you know, actually, you know, like that's not how I talk. That's not how anybody should talk about the game. But there are guys that do that, man. But shout out to them. They do that thing, and if you like it, go find them because it ain't it ain't over here, man. You know what no. I'm saying? The the only two stats I care about on this list right here, if we want to be a little nerdy, is the on ball perimeter defense stat and the off ball chaser defensive stat. <laughs> if you want me to be very honest with you, and both of them is an A and, and the other is an A minus. So and and the eye test, yeah, some of the I don't need this. The yeah. eye test tells me Grimes is a hell of a defender. He can defend. That's yeah. a fact. That that's what um made maybe become a fan of his because like I said, yo, this guy is hot garbage, man. This guy's not gonna be nothing. But then after the third, by, by the third game of that of that first summer league, the first not the not the one that just passed. I'm talking about the one before. That first mm-hmm. summer league, that third game, I was a fan because everything you just see on the screen, ladies and gentlemen, I was, I was, it, that, that it was an agreement. Especially what you're saying, the all the on ball perimeter defense, he's fantastic yeah. on ball, bro. You know, and then fantastic. what's the other one? The other one was off ball chaser. Yes, yes, sir. He's fantastic going through screens, bro, and commu- and communicating and filling spot spaces and stuff. He's fantastic. But what you just said matches the numbers too, because look at the ball screen navigation. Right, <laughs> it's not like a feature in a new Mercedes. It said, "Look at the look at the the ball, you know, whatever, you know, navigation." Like, <laughs> yep, yo, Sully. I don't know if I'm saying your name wrong. I always say everybody's name wrong. I I go off impact as well. I don't go off the numbers, bro. I never go off the numbers. I didn't grow up. I, I didn't grow up watching basketball off a calculator. I grew up in the era where your cable box had red letters on the front of it, and it was square. <laughs> no, not even square. It was something, <laughs> but you know what I'm talking about, you. Listen, I remember when cable came out. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Shout out to Jarrell. You know, you know yeah, this oh, is this is a good point too because football, this analytics shit you needed in football because football got too many players. There's too much um uh, variables and things like that mm-hmm. that you know, that you have to worry about. To, to balance your team to get the team on the right path but we're talking about five guys man five against five and and everything is improvisation football for the most part football football can be improvised you know with the skill players but if you put score on one team against the next team it, it doesn't matter how good your quarterback is because look at dan marino you know it's not it doesn't matter how good xyz is but you got to have a good collective team and then you have and on top of that you got to be able to out math the other team because the yep. other team got all kind of clipboards and all kind of coaches and shit, you know. So it's a whole different yeah. ball game. Yeah, football really matters. Like when I when I talk about Daniel Jones and I bring up his turnovers, like that really matters. When I bring up Daniel Jones and I say you really need a franchise quarterback in order to get far in football, that really matters. The numbers matters with yeah. your franchise quarterback. Like basketball, like you could watch the game and you could tell like when a guy's impacting the game negatively or positively, easily, easily. You'll check out baseball too. Baseball, you you could do the same thing. You say, let's listen. This guy's not good on a Friday. Friday, mm-hmm. he's usually fucked up. He missed his second start. You know, you know what I'm saying. He got an achy wrist, so that means that his slider might be. You know, all these little things, and then like like um, you know, certain points of the game, we got to get his pitch count to a certain amount, and then you know, then we could start attacking him, and then we'll move the infield. And you know, and I'm saying all these little things that 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 um, that I can keep going on and on just about baseball. It does not apply with basketball. Just that this yeah. doesn't apply. Nope. Yeah. Does not apply. You know, you don't have to use you know 
numbers for basketball all the time because my one of my favorite basketball players of all time, Allen Iverson, he was not efficient. So it's no point in bringing up a calculator for Allen Iverson, to be honest. Yeah, that motherfucker wasn't even practicing. <laughs> <laughs> Practice. <laughs> Yeah, right. That's the famous shit, right? Oh man. But but Grimes, you know, right here says Grimes was a great shooter. And this was interesting to me. I think this was the most positive tweet that my guy Tag sent out um out of the whole thread. And it, and it basically says for people that's listening to the audio, Grimes did nothing but shoot threes last year. 98th percentile and three point percentage, three point attempt rate. He shot 38% from three on 4.1 attempts on and 41% on catch and shoot threes. Compared to Evan Fournier's 39% from three on 7.7 attempts from three and 39%, well, basically 40% on catch and shoot threes. So what this tells me right there within that one tweet, Grimes could easily fill the position role that Evan Fournier filled last year. Easily. Easily, um, very similar, you know. Very, very similar. It's just that guys like me and you are logical, and Tibbs is not logical, right? And that's the problem. Yeah, that's one thing we get. Like, we definitely gonna have to deal with that, because you, know, you know what's gonna happen. Like, just um, just just out of you know, out of respect for the older player too, he's gonna he's probably gonna start, wasn't he? Unless Quentin Grimes pops in there and everybody goes, yo. You know, because Julius Randle already gave Quentin Grimes, uh, uh, you know, a big endorsement without even really being axed. Uh, Fer- I, I, I was trying to say that with Farron Hunt. Farron Hunt said said that he's going to be Jordan Poole. You know, he's you know they, they get the vibe that this guy he, he's that good that he's going to break out to be something. <laughs> so if if they keep saying it, like like Whitney Houston, they, they you know respected that. I'm just joking around and stuff. But they were saying Whitney Houston was was a crackhead for like years, and but I was like, not saying no crackhead, but I said, yo, bro, if you keep, if they keep saying it for 20 years, you a crackhead, then man, you was a fucking crackhead, you know. And it shot, you know, and it, it came out that she really was like that, you know. So you know, that's a bad joke, I guess. But I mean, like you know, uh, you know, Quentin Grimes, if they keep saying the same shit about him, then 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 they must something must be okay with that. Something must be real with that. I mean, hey, <laughs> the numbers show it right here. I mean, yeah. you know, and then watching Summer League, you know, going into Quinn Grimes Summer League numbers, Grimes averaged 23, 23 points, basically, five rebounds and four assists. And in Summer League, he definitely looked better. You know, that wasn't alarming to me. Um, Summer League, he looked more comfortable. He looked like he was aggressive. That's what I wanted to see. I didn't care about his percentages in summer league. I wanted him to shoot the ball and shoot the ball 30 times if you have to in summer league. You're the guy. Yeah. There should be no reason why you're deferring to anybody. So oh, look his- how nice, look how good he is. He's mentally um to the point where he knows he got to get his guys um involved. You know, it's just that that's his game. He's just a good basketball player. He knows he got to get the shots. He could take them, but he knows that. I need my guys. See, that's the that's the difference. The the, the logic, you know. He yeah. he he's in tune with with the game. He knows the game. He's smart. He's a smart kid. Yeah, smart. Yeah, smart basketball player. That's that's another thing I like about Quinn Grimes. And it, and uh, another thing you could always appreciate is the four point six rebounds per game from him in summer league. The one thing I loved about Andrew Wiggins, his whole playoff run, he rebounded the ball, bro. And he rebounded aggressively. That opened up his whole game. 
That's my problem with Cam Reddish and Quinn Grimes. Not R.J. Barrett because he's top five in small forwards in rebounds per game. But those other boys got to get more aggressive. Yeah, that, that's the thing, too. Another thing, just being around champions, especially Draymond Green, I'm quite mm-hmm. sure Draymond Green, because, I mean, my thing is I don't like the yelling. You don't have to yell. You can mm-hmm. still talk to somebody in, in so many different ways. But, I mean, we was talking about that offline. You know, before I came on here, I had, like, I was doing my dad's stuff. You know, like, my, my kid is um, doing his homework. He's having a little trouble understanding things, you know, but he's different than my other son. So, you know, I, I talk to them both the same way. If I, you know, I know one, one can't take the yelling, but I'm going to still yell. At you or whatever. If I'm gonna say it, it's gonna, it might come off yelling, but at the same time, it's context. I, I, I'm gonna say what I'm gonna say, but listen, here's the lesson now. You know, I got your attention. Here's the lesson. You know, so so that that's the thing. No matter how you give the message out, there has to be a lesson. There has to be something. So I mean, Andrew Wiggins. You know, I'm just saying all this long shit because Andrew Wiggins. He was always already good already. He was averaging 20, whatever, whatever, whatever. But the, like 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 we were saying with the Julius Randle, those stats don't matter. Because, I mean, when it comes down to winning, you have to get your role straight. You got to know what the fuck is going on. You got to know what you what, what is at stake. You got to know what is at stake. So when you're talking about Wiggins rebounding the ball like a madman, and you know, he was playing really good. At, at certain points in the finals, that motherfucker was dominant, you know, at certain stretches of the thing, man. So you don't, you don't get that clarity until somebody can get that message off to you. And once you get it, then it's like, bam, I got it, baby. Let's go. Like, Wiggins literally shut down jason tatum like literally like shut him down he shut him down and when he guarded jalen brown he shut him down too literally and and that's with coaching and 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 believing in your players and this is why like i get on a guy like tom thibodeau because thibodeau say things like you know i I wish i should have played obi topper early in the season duh motherfucker yeah duh he played hard for you that's all we want. Yeah, shout out to Paris Duggar, man. I saw a super chat earlier, man. I, for, I forgot. I just saw you just now. You know, sometimes we get in the mix here. I forgot all about it, man. Oh, Always man. throwing rocks at us. I mean, throwing, um, you know, dollars at us and stuff, you know. Donovan I appreciate Mitchell you. Was... Okay. He was talking about Donovan Mitchell. I don't even care about Donovan Mitchell in two <laughs> years. I'm thinking Giannis. By... <laughs> in two years, I don't care about Donovan Mitchell. I don't even want to talk about him no more. Spider-Man is in Cleveland. I could talk about Giannis. I want the it I want the big fish now, right? We got the young core in place. I'm assume that one of these boys be a superstar. I want the big fish now. I, I'm not interested in that. You see and, what um what um Paris said though? He said um that Grimes is uh, not Grimes, um Ainge is counting on you know people like us to put the flames in the media and start the start the fire. He, right. he tried to do it. He tried to do it all summer. It, 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 it really didn't work. We were arguing a lot. There was a lot of arguing going. But then, you know, just kind of tapered it off. And it's like, yo, it, it, those tactics aren't working. It's a new day now. This yeah. is not the not the early 2000s and stuff. You know? Yeah. I could care, I could care less. Um, even though I was happy that we didn't get Donovan Mitchell, like, I, I could care less. Like, now I could really focus on um, a, an argument that I've been presenting to you for about three years straight and that's playing the kids uh i don't have to worry about us going all in for a superstar now i i just want to focus on the kids and this is why i wanted to talk about quinn grimes today honestly well, well you, now you have to point out who the kid is now where's the kid wow right that's where's a the kid? great question that wow all right there i'm glad you asked me that because you got to keep me in check <laughs> 
right? Because Mitchell Robinson got paid and yeah. RJ got paid. So the only kid I'm talking about is probably Quentin Grimes because he's a sophomore. But, but is he a kid though? He's the same know. age. He's the same age as RJ, RJ Barrett. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say. You know, he's he's already a grown man. He's been drinking already two years already. So I mean, legally I, drinking in like two years. I'll say this. Um RJ has been in the league more years than him. So I could kind of give Grimes a little bit more leeway. But then the whole Donovan Mitchell thing makes me fight that a little but bit too. What's up with your boy Obi? Obi is old old man too. The motherfucker got two kids. He's married and all this, man. He ain't no damn kid. Oh, oh, Obi. Tim's just gotta play Obi. I'm not Obi's probably the, one of the last people I'm worried about on the roster, yeah. to be honest with you. He, he's but, one of the last. He's going to hustle. He's going to play hard. I'm not worried about Obi, bro. It's Tibbs when it yeah. comes to Obi. Yeah, right now, like I said, like with, the, with us um, putting things to bed, that kid stuff got to be put to bed because there are no kids on the team now. You no. know, if our young guys are veterans. Like but like um, uh, RJ. RJ is now going into his fourth season in, in the NBA. He got paid. He got his extension. Yeah. So, I mean, the training wheels are off. Mitchell Robinson is going into his fifth year. God damn it. You know, you know how many? What the hell's going on here? You know, and then you just go down the line. Like the the longest tenured on uh, Knicks right now. Not, I mean, as as far as um years in the NBA, uh, Derrick Rose. That people f- keep forgetting that he's on the roster. Uh, Derrick Rose. The next one is Fournier. Fournier's not even thirty yet. I, I, if I'm not mistaken, if he didn't turn thirty already by now, he was twenty nine at the end of last season. The next mm-hmm. one is Julius Randle. I think Julius Randle got eight years or something like that in the NBA. Yeah, you know. So the way the kids, there are no kids. It, it, if if there's one person that you want to give a little bit of leeway for, that is Quentin Grimes because he's a sophomore. But besides Quentin Grimes, um, none of these kids get leeway. Um, even with RJ Barrett, like there was a time last season in his third year when he was averaging nine points, and me and you was recording pods, and you was telling me like, "Yo, your man." looking real bad <laughs> and, and I, I didn't have no excuse for him like I was at the point where I was like yo look I, I I don't know what to say like he's in a slump bro like would you would you want me to say it? so yeah I, we didn't even draft anybody don't like the, okay well literally if you want to talk about kids that dude that we drafted in Duke that then that's the only kid that we got yeah he's the only developmental project that we have you yeah. know so yeah. so if you say play the kids then we we gotta play what's the, what's his name heels whatever his name yeah. I don't even know the motherfucker's name yeah you know that's the and only he may be a player too though don't sleep nah I will never sleep uh yeah. Walt Perrin has done a great job at as far as like drafting like late round and second round and stuff like that so I'm not really too concerned about if those late first round picks is going to like give us production. The, the only concern that I, I really be annoyed with is the opportunity and giving our kids a chance to really succeed. When I see a guy like, uh, for example, Scotty Barnes, um, even with Pascal Siakam and Fred Van Fleet, he was able to get his shine. His coach put him in a position to succeed. That's what I want to see with our young guys. If you feel like Grimes is if you feel like Grimes is Ray Allen, show me. Show me. I want to see it. Give him the shots. I don't want to see RJ shooting 17 shots next season. Fuck that. That yeah, is respectful. That's what I'm laughing. I'm laughing at um the kill stuff. He's like kills is bad dope. He said, he said kills his buns, and this one said Jeffrey's over kills. Bobby, 
Bobby guy. Jared Jeffries? Jared Jeffries. Get him. Get him? I, I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't get him. I can't get him. But, I mean, you know, Sam Holt, I keep putting this on the screen. I think this is pretty interesting, man. How many uh, rookie contacts do we have? If you, if you think about it, Quentin Grimes, you got uh, Deuce, and then you got Obi, and you got Quickly, right? You see this question here by, um, by my man Dolt? I mean, Holt. So we have right now currently is Grimes. Obi's up for extension next season. Um, Quickly is up for extension next offseason. Uh, basically only about two or three, I think. Honestly, oh, and Cam Reddish is up for extension next season. You know, I'm I'm praying to God every day Cam Reddish get his minutes, bro. I'm, I'm You're not praying. me, not me. Why? Why? I, oh man, why you gotta do this, man? Listen, I'm, not, I'm not praying for for no man for nobody to get nothing. I'm not praying all for right, nothing. You right, work, right. baby. Right. You know. Like man, we, we trying to say, stay organized, state man. You get these motherfuckers; they got to come up in there. You see, you see, Farron Hunt getting bodies in the in the um in the the little, yeah, the little workouts they doing. Gotta have that dog in you. you now nah, you right. I don't want to hand nobody nothing they didn't earn. I don't want it to be another Alfred Payton situation or you know one of these guys. I, and shout out to Alfred Payton. Like I, I don't like crapping on him, but you know. Nobody can't tell me quickly then be him out in practice. Come on, Tibbs. Yeah, you get yeah. the fuck off with that bullshit. Yeah. I mean, but quick quickly, quickly is not as physical as, as um Peyton too. So you, you're trying to get the best out of your guys to try to get them to do what you need to do or whatever. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it, it is what it is with that. It is what it is. I I, I don't have no emotions. Well, I mean, since we're talking about Cam and stuff, so mm-hmm. let's, let's say we start training camp, right? Cam is doing his thing, you know, then the summertime he's preparing. But but uh, Farron Hunt is preparing too. So now we're mm-hmm. trying to get our rotation going. So now everybody's, like, we, we was talking about it with guard up Knicks the other, the, um, the other night. Matter of fact, everybody's talking about it. What's your what's your rotation? Oh, we got to do at least 10. Oh, but, you know, Tibbs likes to do eight. So it's going to be eight to 10 people rotating. If we do that, somebody's going to be the odd man out. Who is that person? We keep talking about it. Who is that person? So now, so now here's the thing. Cam Reddish in Atlanta, he was begging for minutes. Yo, you need to play me more. You know what? Trade me. Okay, so yeah. now I'm on the Knicks. What if what if he does the same thing? Say, yo, man, Tom Tibble, you got to give me an opportunity. I said, yo, you want an opportunity? Um, let me let me tell you something, young young fella. That there's a there's a kid over here named Farron Hunt. You know what I'm saying? If you want some minutes, then you need to get him off your ass. That's what you need to do. But but here's the double-edged sword to that, you and this is something that me and you have always got on Tibbs about when the fuck has it ever been about earn with him when has it ever been about practice with him come on that's just no, we know we know his game so but i so, mean the, the the thing now we don't have no vets now now we don't have no vets that's that's so what technically what? cam reddish is a vet that's compared to Farron. wow if you if, if you put it in basketball terms he is a vet but the tips, we talking about me and you being logical. The yeah. coach ain't logical. So Tibbs, in the vet in his eyes, you got to be eight years or more in the league, right? We only got three of them. I, Evan Fournier, man. Evan That's three. Fournier. That's one of the three. They Cam needs to bust his ass. I don't know if he needs to dunk on him. I don't know if he needs to curse him out or call him obscenities during practice. I don't know if he needs to deck Quentin Grimes, but them boys, they both of those two need to make sure that boy is 
that boy Evan Fournier is playing on the bench. For example, when we talk about Eric Spoelstra benching Duncan Robinson, I'm going to ask you a question. Do you think it's because of Duncan Robinson's non-shooting, or do you think it's because of Max Strauss, an undrafted player, and, and guys like that actually beat him out for those minutes? Well, you can't – a good like Spoelstra – context too – Spolstra is literally the best coach in the NBA. You know, if like mm-hmm. t- you can say top three best coaches, you know, forget about Pop. You know, forget, Pop is out the equation. He's just, he's a goat. You know, he's top five. He's top five. He's top five. Yeah, you can say he's top five. Whatever. You can add a couple other guys according to whatever. But Spolstra throughout the lot of course of his career, he's been one of the top coaches here, right? So that's the context, right? So mm-hmm. if if um you 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 bench a guy that you spent money on. You know what I'm saying? So, so what do you think happened? That that means that that you basically are, are, are not living up to Miami Heat um, standards, right? You know what I'm saying? You're not living up to Miami Heat standards. You know what? And that's that's the same thing I'm trying to say here with um with Farron Hunt. If Quint, if um, this guy can't read us to talk about, hey man, I need some more minutes. Listen, man, you are not living up to, uh, you know, not not just New York Knicks standard. This is the new standard. You're not living up to our standards, fam. You know what I'm saying? Go sit down next to Deuce McBride. You know what I'm saying? Wait till we trade you. You know what right. I'm saying? Because because we already got even without Cam Reddish, we got ten guys already in the, in the rotation already, bro. You know, even with you, because I, I can I can give you ten guys and not name Cam Reddish. Yeah, so I don't want to hand him nothing, but yeah. at the same time, like I want to make sure that I speak loudly that I want to see him play, and it's not because of. I just love Cam Reddish. Like, I've been telling you about Cam Reddish since 2021. Like, this ain't something new. Like, this is – I needed an athletic wing, and he was the guy I wanted on this team. He played with RJ already. He's 6'8". You, you put him into existence, man. That was incredible, bro. Yeah, he <laughs> finished arguing, and then you said, yo, man, we about to get him for the first one. I'm like, stay. There's no fucking way Atlanta Hug is going to trade Cam Reddish for a first-round check. You fucking crazy, bro. Like, uh, not even, like – Three two days later, you know, the breaking news: Cam Reddish is, is on the Nick for Kevin Knox in the first round. Of it. What? Yeah. And that and, was you. And, you did that shit. And, and he was the target that I wanted. Right. But what I didn't know the curveball in this was the Knicks drafted Quentin Grimes. So I don't know how good Quentin Grimes is going to be because Tibbs played him the way he did. Come on, Mark. Stop your stop your stop your poppycock, man. You know I've been on YouTube, man. Stop your poppycock. Yeah, been on YouTube for a minute. <laughs> Shout out to everybody on Twitter that's that's yes, um that's looking or 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 purposely not looking, man. Fuck you guys, man. You know what I'm saying? We've been we've been doing this pop for God knows how long already, man. Oh, Get the fuck out of here with that stupid shit, man. <laughs> fucking, you know, I can say whatever I want to say. It's my my fucking um thing here, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, forget you guys. We've been doing this for a minute. You know, stay been on YouTube. You know what I'm saying? Not just on my show. You've been on other people's shows too. Like, we've been on YouTube, man. Since, since two years ago, yo, yo, pe- people want to ban you. They want to purposely get together and ban you. Yeah, how many accounts you had? You know, what I'm saying they can't stop the profit, family. You know, what I'm saying nah, they can't man. stop the profit. <laughs> you know, what I'm saying you, you can't pretend you can't pretend the motherfuckers not here if he's right here. He been how many episodes we did on YouTube alone by just me and you, man? You said like a you said like a hundred, right? Damn near a hundred. Going on a hundred. 
It's going God on. Damn it. It's, it's in the 90s, though. It's going. I know once I get back to the app on my phone, like I know for sure. Yeah, I mean, if you add because we was doing stuff on audio too, but before the YouTube. So I mean, if you add mm-hmm. everything up, we got we for literally almost got like fucking hundred. It's like it's very close. It's very close. It's in the, it's in there. So I mean, we've been doing this shit. All that shit, you guys talking shit with him on Twitter all day long and and try to like, talking about all his credibility and all some fucking bullshit, man. Fuck you, man. You know what I'm saying? That's 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 the end of that with that bullshit. I, you know, I try to ignore shit like that. Because the thing about Knicks fans is, like, they try to, like, tell you, like, how to root for the team and stuff like that. And I noticed on Twitter, like, even back in, like, 2018, like, a lot of people uh, 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 try to, like, sugarcoat their takes and try to, like, dress dress it up with salad dressing. Like, I'm not going to dress up nothing. It's, it's over for that. The Knicks have not produced enough winning within the past 21 years for me to dress that up. So since I can't dress that up, I have to give you the real shit. And I have to tell you, like, basically, that's how I feel. Now, if I got a person like Eru, who is not crazy like I am, who is more logical than I am, who can tell me, look, State, you're going off the deep end. But even Eru is not logical sometimes. That's be, that's what being a Nick fan is all. That's what is it's all about, bro. <laughs> you, know, you know, you know, you know what my um my my wife's um you know uh, mother would say. Who cares? Who cares? <laughs> Who cares? That's what she would say. Freaking hate, uh, Haitians, man! Shout out to Haiti out there. You know, you know how you know your your friend. Do do you know how much I care? Zero. Zero. I can't zero. You know, <laughs> no, that's that's the, that's what you gotta say. Yo, shout out to Mark though. Mark Mark is a, is a great one too. Yeah, you know, he's been doing that's it for a long time. He does not have his own show. You know, I, if he had his own show, I think he would break a million followers in like a week. Easily, you know? easy, easily. You know, Mark, Mark, you know, Mark was one of those dudes on NBK when he was talking early back in 2018. Like he's one of those dudes I was watching. I was just strictly on audio. I was like. I like that guy right there. Yeah. Because he don't care about what nobody else says. I like people like that. <laughs> yeah. I think, like, I found Sim first. I was, I was telling the story. I found Sim first. But definitely, Marcus, like, yo, who is this fucking guy? And I'm like, listen, they, uh, just listening to the, the guys talking, I'm like, wow, I think I found a home. Yeah. You know? And this yeah. is where this, this is what I want to do. Just like this. You know, I've been searching for this all, all my damn life. You know, I'm trying to, trying to figure this thing out, man. So... Yeah, I, I just you know I, I get crazy. So I mean you know you know Jarrell is, is like he's one of my best guys here, man. You know, but I mean it, it's it's you got you got to say it a certain way. You know, like the, there's, there's a saying right. You gotta you gotta say you gotta let a motherfucker out just so people can hear you. You know, so you be talking or whatever. But sometimes you gotta say you know so you gotta say something just so motherfuckers can hear you because they pretending like they don't. You know, but they do. Yeah. You know, just like when Tib said we don't watch film. <laughs> he's talking he's talking to you <laughs> you know he's yeah, talking to you he's talking to me you know get the fuck out of here get the fuck out of here tips um yeah, now but just getting back at the the subject at hand like you know i i don't want to hand cam reddish anything i want him to take that shit with yeah. quentin Grimes, i want him to take that shit like i i i'm rooting for both of those boys to actually function because think about it like this um dog what fucking NBA coach wouldn't love to have a collection of wings in RJ, 
Reddish and Grimes. I could work with that. I could do something with that. I Because none of those three, this is the one thing low-key too that I loved about the Knicks the past few years. None of our young players do the same thing. Yeah. Like they're never in each other's way. So when you got RJ, Reddish, and Grimes, three completely different type of wings. But there's one thing that they all three of those guys do that I really like, and it's defend. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, I'm, I'm looking over to the side here because I'm trying to find that video because this is the Giants. You know, you can, you can bring examples from all different places, man. But do you remember at the end of the game when, when Saquon Barkley made the play? It was, it was, a, it was a, a, they, um, they made the, um, the two point conversion, uh, bullshit play flea flicker in the middle to, to Saquon. And he, you know, got to the end zone. Nice. What did they do? The first person that, that, that made his way over there to, to the, to the coach was Shepard. And then right behind Shepard was Barkley. You know nice. what I'm saying? Did you see the, how they look? They look like two wild animals, man. Nice. You know, they look like two wild animals, not it. two wild animals, you know, on their own, you know, you know, the coach Babbitt is a fucking animal too. So this Yo. is like it's like some primal <laughs> shit. You know, that these guys will freaking run through a wall for each other, man. Yeah, yeah. Lo- lo- Yo, love the coach of the Giants, bro. Love him. Yeah. And Tibbs could be on the same wavelength as him. Love and the thing about the coach about the Giants that I missed with the Knicks is adjustments. Yeah. Adjustments. Yo. That game, yo, we we was doing a um, you know, a play by play on on Jarrell's new channel. Jarrell, he's actually doing um, Die Hard um, Giants Live. That's that's the name of his channel. So, so I mean, we was watching, we was doing it live. It was me, him, and Steph. We was on um, watching it live. And, you know, we was watching it. You know, so is we apprehensive because we thinking about you know the, the the quarterback and our defense is not good. But but if we was to watch that game again and just pay attention to the adjustments like you talking about, come on, man. Yeah, you know that motherfucker is coaching his ass off, and and the players know that he's that he's coaching his ass off. You know, yeah. so you know, and he said he asked the players, "Yo, you, yo, I'm thinking about going for it." They're like, "Yeah, fuck that, let's go for that shit." You know, and then and then that that was the energy. They 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 went for it. He believed in his players, and they gave it right back to him. You know, yeah, loved it, loved it, loved yeah. Saquon Barkley. Shout out to Saquon Barkley. It's been three years since he's had a hundred plus yards in a in a in a football game. Shout out to Saquon Barkley, man. Uh, loved him. Um, shout out to Daniel Jones, man. I called him a draft bust, but that's the type of energy you need, bro. That's what I'm looking for from Tibbs. And then the thing about the Giants that I love, they got a young defense, and both of their DMs was out that game. So yeah. can you imagine? Can you imagine when the young boys come back? What? Yeah, it's exactly and, what we needed. But, the energy, know, the yeah. energy of winning. You get what I'm saying? Winning cures all. I was calling Dave Jones a draft bus a couple days ago. Winning cures all, bro. He took care of the ball. Yep. What, what happens when, when guys start playing for each other? What happens? Beautiful things happen. Great things happen. You know, like like um, you didn't you know you don't put um this quarterback in a position where he gotta try to win us the game. I'm trying to get rid of this thing here. When it, where, where he has to try to win us a game. You don't do that to him. No. What you do to him, you put him in positions where he can where he could succeed. Get us to where we need to go. We'll work it out, fam. You know what I'm saying? Right. We'll work it out. And that's exactly what we did. And, you know, with the Knicks, you know, bring it back to the Knicks. Like, like just give me everything that you got. You know, give me everything that you got. Everybody fight for each other, whatever. We'll, we'll put the guys in position. And when the, when the shit hits the fan, we'll work it out. We'll figure it out. Right. You know? 
and that well. effort, the effort and the determination, everything that this uh, applies to that, that that's what's going to get us over the over uh, over the top. That's a fact. That's why, like these last like couple of weeks, I I've been trying to not, you know, post uh, Julius Randle slander. I've been trying to like keep it cordial with him. Like even though I still want him traded, um, honest to God, like I, I still want to roof him. So I want these guys to come back in next season with a positive attitude. I don't give a fuck about your workout videos. I don't care about what you're working out in the off season. It, it was nice to see him working on post moves, but I don't give a shit. I care about what I see on the court. And, you know, I watch these, I watch every single Nick game, every single one, whether I'm at the garden or I'm in my crib or I'm at work, I'm watching the Knicks game. I can't have a repeat of last season. I can't. Yeah, shout out to Mitch too, man. He's a silly motherfucker, uh, Mitchell Robinson, because yeah. you know he's on uh, Instagram showing his card. Look at this, you know, look at what I got. There's some hating the motherfuckers. He's talking about haters and whatever. He's he's doing subs to guys and stuff like that. But like, listen, we're talking about basketball. You guys are millionaires. You know, we already know that you got like gold draws on right now. You know, I, I already mm. know that already. I already know that you sliding in and all these um, you know, you know these build a bear chicks on Instagram. I already know you're doing that. So who cares? You know, we we already know that. Is like you said, only thing that matters is basketball, bro. Yeah, that's only thing that matters. Yeah, I could I could care less about you no know, Mitch and I I I I never really cared for that either. You know when he replied to Jay like talking about his haters, Mitchell Robinson has made under three four million dollars in his past four years, and his point guards was Alfred Payton and Alec Burks. Like I'm I'm never going to say not go get your money, but what I will say is now that you got your money, and I've been fighting die hard for the past two couple of years for you to get your money you need to show up and when i say show up i'm not talking about just you know i i don't really care about the numbers you know no i do care about two specific box scores when it comes to mitch his steals per game and his blocks per game because i wanted to be very active he was very active when he was playing last season he was averaging the steal and two blocks so i do care about that but it's impact. You make it fifteen million dollars a year. So if you make it fifteen million dollars a year, you know, what, what does impact mean, though? You know, because I mean, say say like Tyson Chandler. If you look at Tyson Chandler's numbers, they're not that great. His blocks no. are not really that high. But no. the impact, like you said, that's important, man. The yeah. impact. Um, you know, people were terrified of Tyson Chandler down there. You yeah. know, what I'm saying that's why he probably didn't get the blocks that he was going to get because people were afraid to go at him. You know what I'm trying to say? And people were afraid to to uh, to body him because they know that he was gonna throw his body around because he was slim, he was slim, but he was strong, man. That motherfucker was strong. Was strong. Like, you're not gonna jump with him, you're not gonna rebound with him, you know. So he was a force that he was he was he had impact down there. That's why he that's what that was what made him who he is, you know. Yeah, and 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 Mitchell Robinson can he he, he has a chance to be better than Tyson Chandler, you yeah, know. Absolutely, he's, he's younger. Spry, more spry, more athletic. You know, he has a chance. And you got Jalen Brunson. The first time he had a point guard in, 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 in so many years. I I told you already, Eru, my hot take is Mitchell Robinson going to be an all-star. And I told you that a month ago. And I'm still, I'm in firm belief that he will be an all-star this season. Um, If he could just put up a double-double. Maybe that'll look that will favor him towards the media people because they like numbers. But I kind of appreciate them putting Andrew Wiggins as an all-star starter. And by the way, Andrew Wiggins averaged 
less points, less rebounds, less assists than R.J. Barrett last season, and he was an all-star starter. So I'm glad that the media is now recognizing impact over box scores because box scores are stupid. Um, So let's see it. I want to see it with Mitch Robinson, but I want to see Thibodeau put him in a position to succeed. That's why I'm I'm not even looking at Mitch first, bro. That motherfucker Mitch Robinson is is going around screens in practice, you know, you know, shooting um, you know, step back jump shots and half court threes and stuff like that. That motherfucker needs to step up himself, man. But but at the same time, can the coach allow it to happen? I want to see him do that. That, that, see, that, that's the same thing with Cam Reddish. We we don't need Mitch Robinson to do that. We got we got plenty of guys that shoot threes. We're not starving for threes. We got a bunch of guys to do that. But at the same time, let's talk a basketball sense. If you got Randall in the paint, wouldn't you want him to get the most space possible? So, But wouldn't you want Mitchell Robinson to at least try to space the floor? At least? No, nah, because we got we got a bunch of other guys to do that. Randall, Randall himself spaces the floor. But you can't, but you can't take that as if Mitchell Robinson can guard one through five and he can stay on the quarter and he can stay on the floor in the fourth quarter, I feel like it's imperative for him to have a jump shot because he has to be able to space the floor. In today's NBA, maybe not Tyson Chandler's NBA, but today's NBA, right. I, I think he would have to. But, but let's, let's talk about this guy, um, um, Taj Gibson. Thank God he's not on the roster because freaking Tib will have him starting center. Uh, oh, my fucking you know? But, you know, just, just let's talk about him for a second. Him, right. him as a stress three. How many times did, did we play last year where, where we watching the game and freaking mm-hmm. Taj Gibson is the one that keeps getting the fucking ball in the corner for three? When we got Fournier, we got Grimes, we got all these guys that should be shooting threes. And who we got in the corner? Taj Gibson. Five straight attempts in the three-point line. Like, what the fuck is that well, can about? I, can I give you a basketball answer to that? I think the basketball sense why I said that is you don't think that that guy will hit that three, so your center is going to basically pack the paint because we know Julius Randle and R.J. Barrett wants to live in the paint. So I think that can be attributed to why and why Taj Gibson had got a lot of open three-point shots, you know, so. Yeah. And it's bad that the way the playing that yeah. way is bad. It's not going to work. No, you can't play that way. What, 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 okay, check, check out this current roster right now. We don't have Taj. So Mitchell, let's say they say Mitch Robinson ends up in that position where he's in the corner, and we got Brunson, we got Julius, we got RJ. You know, we got Quentin Grimes and all. And Mitchell's in the corner, and that's the guy we getting the shot for. <laughs> what? Personally, wrong with that shit. Can I can I tell you something crazy right now? Personally, if that's me, I'm on the shoot. If if I'm in my house, gotta shoot it now because it's like probably like like five seconds left in the shot clock. That motherfucker gotta shoot it. But if it's me and I'm looking at Mitchell Robinson and he's in his fifth year, he should be showing me some type of confidence. You get what I'm saying? He shouldn't be always trying to get the ball at the top of the key. If you work, hypothetically speaking, if you're working on doing fake dribble handoffs and you're working on doing one dribble to the basket because it's only one play I could think of off the top of my head that Mitchell Robinson has done that in the actual NBA game, then that means that you really want to do that in the offense. You want to show confidence in that, right? So I want to see it. I want to see it. But but that's up to Tibbs, too, because Tibbs is the guy that put Taj in the corner. Right. So we we can't just put it on Mitchell Robinson. You know what I'm saying? Well, it's not all putting on Mitch Robinson. It's it's on Tibbs because my my thing is that we should not the like Todd Skipper should not be getting the ball in the corner at all. 
you know, but now we got we got Jalen Brunson. So here's another thing: we don't want Julius Randle in this position where he's doing all the ball handling and shit like that. No. So if we if we do that, that's all on Tom Thibodeau. So 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 yeah. now we got we got a Brunson. Uh, Mitchell Robinson has got to be the guy to to be Brunson's pick man now. You know, because yeah. Brunson eats off the picks. So so the offense has got to change off the rip just based off of that alone. There, you know. Yeah. So I mean, like Mitchell Robinson is going to eat not not being the guy standing in the corner like like he's freaking um Danny Green and shit. But his bread and butter is going to be him setting the pick, maybe popping out. You know, and getting that three-point shot, he it, the ball shouldn't be swinging around, and then he ends up with the and that that's the play because they ran it five times straight. You know, that shouldn't be the thing. He, he like um the on way the way Mitch Robinson is going to work is in these pick and roll situations where 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 Brunson is is, is in his office, and um that's that's how Mitch is going to eat. You know, but I, 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 well aside, aside from the three-point shot, Mitch mm-hmm. Robinson has got to be able to get the ball. And make a move. He's got to be able to do something when he gets the ball. It can't just be get the ball and then we just fake a dunk and then shoot forty percent from the th- free throw line. That's not going to work either. That's a fact. And, and if Mitchell Robinson want to be on the floor on the floor in the fourth quarter, got to make his free throws. Got to make your free throws. That is very important. They're they're not named free for no reason, R.J. Barrett. So yeah. instead of arguing with dudes on on Twitter and you know, trying to floss to to, um, to broke people on Twitter that's not on your level, 15 million dollars a year, he's not on your level, and you're talking about, oh, look at my car, the people be hating out there. Listen, man, make your fucking free throws and shut your ass up, man. <laughs> make your free throws and shut your ass up. Make a layup, bro. You know what I'm saying? Make a layup for the first time in your career. 75% I mean, from, from the field and still haven't made a layup in, in, in damn near five years in the NBA? Get out of here. I, I, I mean, he does. He, he did break Will Chamberlain record with Alfred Payton as a I mean, I mean, you argued about that already, man. That motherfucker don't make layups. He don't. He can't not make a layup, fam. I mean, he still shot seventy plus percent because he's stand. Yo, I could play so much video <laughs> with him just standing there catching the ball and dunking it. Come on, that is not a skill. You're not gonna start that bullshit state. This is the first. You no, know, I got. No, I got a bullshit. I got a bullshit you today. I'm sorry, I got a bullshit. Listen, man, catching the ball and dunking it yeah. is not a skill, fam. That's it's not. It. It's not. It's 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 regular stuff that you do as a basketball player, but. But you gotta admit, seventy percent from the field in a season is difficult to do because not a lot of people do it. Oh, you know what's difficult to do? Shoot forty percent from the free throw line. That is difficult to do. Somebody that's been playing basketball at a high level that all you do is play basketball. All you do is play basketball and talk shit to people in in in, in Twitter. That's what you do for a living, and you can't make a free throw. That is incredible. He is a fucking incredible man. That's so incredible. so. Was it incredible for Bruce Bowen to hit 40? Yeah, fuck Bruce Bowen. Mr. Mitch Robinson needs to get his shit together. <laughs> I can't make no excuses for me. Fuck Bruce Bowen. It, Bruce Bowen already know that. No, like, no, if no, Bruce no. Bowen came in here and I said, Bruce Bowen, guess what? Uh-huh. Well, fuck Bruce Bowen. Yeah, fuck Bruce Bowen. You know what I'm saying? You know, <laughs> if if, if um, Richard Jefferson right now came on the show and, and we brought him in here on the chat, and I, I would say, yo, yo, the first thing I would say to him, yo, Richard, Richard Jefferson, guess what? He will say, yeah, fuck you, Richard Jefferson, right? Yes, motherfucking yes. Fuck you. All right, now continue. You know, like yeah. that. <laughs> that. That would be the conversation. I can't, he already know already. I can't be mad at that reply. I can't be mad at that reply. All, yeah. all I'm saying is, I'm hoping for the best for Mitch, but he is getting paid the big bucks. So yeah, um, I, be, um, I believe in him, though. I'm just arguing with you for you know for sake of argue, you know for conversation yeah. and shit. But I I believe in the kid. I believe in him. You know I mean, me? shit, we drafted him. But listen, I think I think you, me, and you believe in Mitch more than he believe in himself. Uh, yeah, because 
there's been times, like even last season, he got the ball at the top of the key, and me and you talking on the pod like, yo, bro, shoot the fucking ball. Like, hit your wide open, shoot the ball. Where's your Julius Randle confidence at? <laughs> at some point, you need that Emmanuel quickly confidence at least. Yeah, but sometimes, like, like say, like he'll he'll get the like he'll get the rebound, he'll get it right, and then like the easy yeah. thing is for him to do is just turn around and throw it in. That's it. That's what he got to do. But he'll yeah. catch the rebound, and instead of doing it, he'll get it and he'll jump up and try to dunk and try to dunk it. You know, either get a turnover, get fouled, or or he'll dunk it sometimes. But but if he doesn't dunk it, then it's a de- it's a dead play. It's just dead. I think that's 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 awareness. That's knowing where to be on the court. That's him being young. That's also, hold on. That's also him not doing a year in college. Him sitting out. College is oh, hold on. That's the excuse for last season. I'm not giving him that excuse for this season. You get what I'm saying? Because he got the big bucks. And, and, and I try to give him leeway because he, he, he's made under $4 million. The man has had three plus coaches. The man has had four plus State. starting point guards. Uh, yeah. Did you say? Did you say he made less than four million? Did you say that? It come out your mouth. Yes, that did. Because did, I did went, you did you make four million dollars last year? I you made four million, me in, that, in the OG. Listen, way, I'm rich. I'm. I, I got a. I got a billion dollars in, in the bank right now. Right. I'm gonna hire right. you right now. Right. You know what huh? I'm saying? All mm-hmm. I need you to do, State. Right, is to make free throws. That's all I need you to do. I'm a billionaire. I'm about to pay you fifteen million dollars a year. You ain't got to do shit else with your life. All I need you to do is make free throws. What you gonna do, State? I, I'm gonna make them. I'm gonna make them fucking free throws. But I'm gonna make them damn free throws, man. But, but, Are you but kidding me? But I, Mitch is taller than me, but my hand size is not the same size as Mitch. Pause. So he, come man, on, get out of here. Get out of here. Yo, State. <laughs> you know, if you if you give me twenty dollars, I'll go out there and make a free make some free throws for you, man. Twenty dollars for me is a million dollars. Are you kidding me? You know I can do with twenty dollars. <laughs> yo, you give me yo you yo somebody cash out me twenty dollars, man. I'll go to the park right now and shoot ten straight free throws for you for that twenty dollars, man. Uh, I, I I tried to, and I haven't shot the ball in years. You, you know what it is? I think the Knicks management has subjected me to so much BS in the past decade that I try to, like, excuse players that we drafted so much. I try to, like, excuse their fault so much to, to, to a fault. Um, but that's just me, man. It's, when you had me watch Andreas Bargliani, man, he's trying to dunk from the free throw line. What you want me to do? <laughs> yeah, Bargliani can make free throws, though. Because <laughs> we, lo- we lost we lost last year, and we lost when we had Bargliani, too. So what's the difference? <laughs> You know what I'm saying? What's the difference? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What's the difference? And oh, and Barnani, I never seen Barnani um go on Twitter and talk about yeah, look at my car, look at my car, <laughs> you bitch ass. <laughs> look at my car. You know you hate them. You hating me? You hating on me? Huh? You know, oh, you hating me? I, I mean, that wasn't even Andreas fault. That was actually um the Knicks fault. That was, nah, it, was it was Andreas fault. <laughs> nah, it was the Knicks fault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where that stemmed from is not MST and Chauncey Billups. You, you know, that, that's where that stems from. Not yeah, getting Chris Paul. If you get Chris Paul, you don't trade two first round picks in order to get yeah. Andres Bargliani. You know, that's where I see that. that from. 
Yeah, shout, shout out to Mike, man. You know, you know, I'm just, I'm having, I'm having a blast, man. I like, I like to, I like to podcast. I like to talk shit. I like to podcast. State is one of the best, you know. So that's why I cap so hard for State because I think, excuse me, I think State is the best. You know, you know, you, you guys only like to chuck and jive with him on Twitter. This motherfucker right here, State is good, man. That, that's why, that's why, I, yo, for people that watch the channel, yo, yo, um, Mike, Mike, I got Mike on the screen now. Do, do I fuck with anybody? Yo, Jarrell, do I fuck with anybody? I, I don't fuck with nobody. You know, I, I fuck with state. That, that's got to tell you something. Now, I don't fuck with nobody. You don't see nobody on this on this channel. You know, I don't be trying to get crazy guests. I do have that segment where I'm doing diet as a friend, but it's more it's more to to big up my peoples. You know, because you know it's, it's it's more to put that out that people need to see a different side of people. That's just the way I way I I feel. I fuck with God of Nicks hard, man. I fuck, you know these are my people. But, but you're never gonna see nobody else. I'm not gonna be chucking and jiving for no other people. You know, this is not who I am, man. You know. I mean, so, <laughs> fake, <what> news. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> fake news fake news <laughs> you, you know <laughs> you know everybody just the one thing about you know being like a content creator with all of you guys is you know the one thing i respect about Eru and, and apollo and these guys is they never try to downplay um anybody else's takes they, you know they always try to take everybody take and and try to see the other side of it. You know, it's a lot of Nick content creators who see one side of things and they try to bleed that onto people that follow them. I, you know, I try to see both sides. That's why I'm glad that we have these conversations. And most of the time, like we are different in our opinions, but when we agree, we even try to look at the other side of it. You know, it's always good to look at the other side because yeah, the Knicks yep. been on the other side for the past twenty years. <laughs> yeah, you you got to be self aware too, because like, like like this, somebody that's in their twenties or somebody's in their thirties, you know, I'm not I'm not afraid to say my age. I'm forty three years old. You know what I'm saying? Like, how long am I gonna do this? I'm gonna be doing this for the next twenty years. I'm gonna be sixty years old, yelling, screaming at somebody on the internet. You know, so I get it. So you got to be self aware, man. So I mean, you know, if um, you know, if somebody else is doing something, I want to help them because if they if they come up, then that's what's up. You know, it, it, that that's what I'm about. You know, I'm I'm all all about that. You know, say because I mean, I, I in this world, there's so many people out there. For us, for us to be like, yo, just just Nick Nation in, in general. You can go down to the different names of the different people out there that everybody follows. It could be about fifty people that that are just the main group of, of people that everybody just you know hover around. You know, this is the fifty people. Say fifty people. Uh, out of the fifty people, there's millions of people in the fan base, yo. So why are us fifty people gonna be shooting at each other? You know, why are we shooting at each other? You know, and the, the fan base is so big. There's so many different platforms, man. Why is only a certain amount of people, 50, 50 heads, fighting each other, man? It don't make no sense. And, and the, truthfully, now, I, I just said 50, but truthfully, it's really like 20, maybe 20, 15 people that are fighting each other right now. You know, it doesn't need to be that way. It doesn't need to be gangbanging in this shit. You know? I mean, it comes, with, it comes with the territory. You got you got to do it, Ero. I mean, it's like warriors. Like, when somebody stepping into your territory, like... That's how people feel. <laughs> that's like that's like battle rap culture, you know. It's hip hop, it's hip hop, but then you know, this got break. That's the thing too. Like, like just throw hip hop in the conversation. There's five elements of hip hop. It's just not rapping and beats. You know what I'm saying? It's five elements of hip hop that nobody cares about anymore. Graffiti is one. You know, you know, mm. DJing. You're talking about MCing. You know, uh, break dancing, dancing that type of thing. Now you add, you can add skateboarding to it. You can add a bunch of um, definitely clothing. There's a whole bunch of different elements. I'm definitely missing something. 
um, DJ, like I said, DJing. There's so many different elements out there. So, so, so why? Where would hip hop be if everybody fought was fighting each other? It don't make no sense. So I mean, just to use that example, right? Like a lot, all of us um, do something a little bit different. So that's the elements. We the elements. So if we're going against each other, how are we going to grow? But that's the key. If we if we can um, build each other, look what we could fucking do. We right right now in 2022, the the freaking traditional media are crying their asses off. You know, you know why? Because we are here. Yeah. I, yep. And we ain't going nowhere, man. <laughs> we ain't going nowhere, man. Um, this is this is talk, talking about the Knicks and try to and, and, and giving your authentic opinion is something that I always value. So, you know, I, I I'm not a company man. You know, I work for a different company. You know. <laughs> and I'm not even going to talk nice about that company. So since I ain't going to talk nice about them when they piss me off, why the fuck am I going to talk about nice about the Knicks when they piss me off? So yeah, you know what the company I work for, the lady that I married uh, like a couple years ago, that's the lady I work for. But at the same time, hey Monica, uh, yeah, Monica. hey Monica, what's up, baby? How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? I only answer to one person, but uh, you know, you know what I'm saying? I, you know. You gotta have fun in this world, man. Oh, oh! Speaking of speaking of Monica, shouts to Monica. Um, I wanted to get into you know a little bit of R.J. Barrett's interview, but one thing specifically about the interview that he spoke about was his role on the team going into next season, and he spoke about how they wanted him to focus on offense, and that told me that he won't be the primary defender. And shout outs to Uncle Freezy, because I was watching Y'all Pod the other day, and Freezy broke it down like, oh, that probably means that RJ already got word like Reddish or Grimes is going to start. So that's that that was nice to hear. That was yeah. something nice to hear. It, it was also nice to hear that RJ praised his coach. Um, y'all know how I feel about stupid ass Tom Thibodeau. Um don't like the coach at all. I don't like what he do. I don't like his menace allocation. I don't like his rotations at all. But, you know, RJ loves him. And that's a good thing. Um, that tells me, like, he liked to be coached. If I was a basketball player, I would want to coach like Tom Thibodeau. I would want to coach who's strictly straightforward with me. Even though he lost in media, he's very straightforward with me. And that is something that I could probably respect. So I can respect the fact that R.J. Barrett bigged up his coach. Um, and he bigged up Jalen Brunson, too. I think that was another thing, too, because he did not mention number 30 at all yeah. um, in this interview. He mentioned um, Jalen Brunson a lot. He's talking about leadership and things that he could do to be a better leader. And uh, um, I appreciate that the Knicks did this ghost interview to clean up the, the – the PR mess that they made when they tried to put RJ in a ghost trade for Donovan Mitchell, um, that fake ass picture that William Wesley and all those guys took with RJ Barrett. Um, I appreciate that fake picture trying to that's show real, support. That's, that's real. That's come on. And nah, that's bullshit, man. Um, you know, I, I, I you, know what's bullshit? you know, what's bullshit open the night when guys pop up with each other and they were like, Hey, Nick's Twitter, right? Yeah, Everybody's yeah. going to be doing like this because that's what he did last time. Everybody's like, hey, guys, what's up, man? Hi, nice to meet you. You know what I'm saying? They're like, get the fuck out of it. That's some fake. That's fake shit right there. No, no, that was fake. They put RJ in a trade, Eru. They put him in a trade early July. You're taking picks for him. You didn't, you didn't sign him to a contract. 
for two months. You're negotiating. What am I supposed to believe? Well, believe um, as soon as they got tired of um, Danny Ainge's bullshit, they just said, yo, here, here goes your contract, RJ. Cool. cool. I mean, they paid RJ, so luckily for him. But, you know, that was the thing that stuck out to me was him saying, like, focus on offense and focus on scoring. And, you know, I, I'm happy he said that. And that's why, like, I try to big up Quentin Grimes and Cam Reddish every time because I, I really want to see those two guys play, man. Really well, want to see those two guys Remember play. our guy here, um, we was talking about him earlier. You know, yes. what, what else could he say, you know, uh, about what happened? You know, he really he wanted to be a Nick. And what, mm -hmm. what else could he say? Same thing with RJ Barrett. He wants to be a Nick. You know, all the stuff was happening. You can't ignore it. You know, he, he said it himself, too, um, Donovan. You can't ignore it. So, but, you know, he wants to. I'm quite sure RJ wants to be a Nick. He don't want to be traded. You know, you know what I'm saying? So you just got, there's the stuff you got to go through. So at the end of the day, he got, he went to Cleveland. He damn sure don't want to be there, you know? Nah. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, they they might have did whatever they did to try to make the team better. But um, but RJ can't, can't um you know, take hold that against the team because that's their job. They got to try to to make the team better. But the, the, the thing is, they didn't do it. They, they could have did it. Yeah, it could have. I mean, they stuck to their guns. They Now you got nine players, 25 and under. You got all your assets. You're probably capped out, which is a bad thing or a good thing because, you know, in my opinion, I think cap space is kind of a myth. I think that if you want the guy that you want, you're going to get him regardless of your cap space. You're going to figure out a way to get him. In today's NBA, yeah, and business. um, business yeah, it's, it's a business. Um, you resigned um two of your draft picks, something that I've been begging for the Knicks to do for about two decades now, was the focus on their draft picks. You resigned Mitchell Robinson. You resigned R.J. Barrett. R.J. Barrett broke the Charlie Ward curse. So there's some things that you know you could take positive going into next season, and um, I like the fact that. You know, even just Julius Randle just, you know, showing his face in the city, you know, showing 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 up at Rucker Park, um, just answering questions, you know, answering the fans back on Instagram. Um, show me that you're not you're not like completely blocked off from us. Cause yeah. you know, there's there's people like me who I felt very disrespected by him last season. It it, it was nothing about his box scores. Uh it was just about his play. Like you, you gotta play harder. We paid you, bro. Like you got paid. You played hard in a year with no fans in the stands. It was a lot of circumstances. We're not gonna harp on that. And you played damn hard. And you got the fourth seed. You got paid, and you started acting like I, I don't want to say what I really want to say about him, but you know, you started acting like that, and yeah. that is ridiculous. Well, let, let me throw something at you. I, I think Julius was, was looking for you, man. He pulled up to the Bronx over there, uh, <laughs> fucking 149. He pulled up over there, and then he said, okay, he ain't over here. Let me pull up to Dykeman, see what's going on. Let me pull up to to um, to um over here to, to um you know, Rucker. And say, let me see where stayed at. He, where he at? Where he at? <laughs> uh, no, I like that. I like that. Just pull up to the city, show your face so that you're not scared. Yeah. Um, I, I still think personally, you know, I, try, I trolled earlier, and I shared the, the whole – tweet that the Knicks made about Julius Randle with the background thing. Yeah. Um, but, you know, even though I still want him traded, you know, some of the comments be really disgusting about him. Um, he's still a Nick. Yeah. Still got to root, root for him regardless. I'm not going to never root for no Nick player to fail. Right? right. So, you know, let's let's see what he can do. I mean, I, I don't put it on him no more. It, for me, it's Thibodeau, bro. Yeah. It's, it's 
It's the coach. The, the thing with Julius too, man, he he's still a good player, you know. So I mean, if he if you're gonna trade, if he if he trade him, it can't be like, oh, it's just um, addition by subtraction. Nah, that's not that's not that's not it. Man. We can't do that. We got to get proper value for him. You know, we can't just be like, oh, just get rid of the motherfucker. Obi's gonna start, and we don't we don't. And we can't do that. We just uh, like like you know, he's a good player. We need to get somebody you know equal. We need, not somebody, or just we need to get a trade that satisfies us. We can't just like dump him. You know this. That's another thing too. If he is gonna go, you know, which everybody wants him to go, you know, it has to be something that makes sense for us, because it's us. You know, we the ones, we the team, we the we the um people talking about the team all the time. You know, we the media, we get we the new media. You know, mm -hmm. so it's something to satisfy us. It has to be. So on a pissed off day, I would trade Randall for grandma cookies. Just, <laughs> just on a pissed off day, Ralph is tweeting at me, he's tweeting some I like cookies, talk, You know, but. If I'm not being emotional and I'm just taking all of that and I'm throwing it in the garbage, the minimum I want for Randall is a young player in a first round pick. Um, respectfully, I'm not going to, you know, doodle on 20, 10, and five every time. I mean, it's hard to average 20, 10, and five. I thought you blocked those, num those um, numbers. Man. Oh, I, I did. I, I, I don't want to see it this summer. <laughs> I, I don't want to see 20, 10, and five on Twitter at all. It's yeah. bogus, bogus stats. I don't think he'll get that. You think he'll get that this year? I don't think he'll get twenty. He no. might get. He might get close. I don't. I don't think he's gonna get close to that. I don't think. Uh, he he he's not gonna get nowhere near close to that. Yeah. With that said, I think that's going to be a a great positive for the Knicks. Yeah. Because you know he he got to scale it back. He got to scale it back, man. He's he don't need to be the guy making decisions in the middle of the lane. I, I prefer. I prefer RJ and, and, and Brunson to make those decisions. I prefer quickly to make those decisions. I don't I don't I don't want Randall to make those decisions. We got too many people that can make those decisions now, you know? Mm -hmm. We got too many, too many people. And and on top of the fact, RJ is the highest paid player on the team. Yeah. So with all due respect, the ball gotta be in his hands by default. Because I gotta treat him how I treated Randall when the, Randall is the highest paid player on the team. You got to right. be treated accordingly. And accordingly means you're giving him the ball a lot. So I, I, I need to see that. But I also need to see RJ play good basketball. I know he can play good basketball, so I, I, I never worry about RJ. It's, it's Randall's mental. And did you hear about Randall and something about his pops and, and he's dealing with that off, off, um, off scene? Because I read an article about that. He was dealing with something about his, his yeah. father and stuff. Yeah, but I don't care about that. You know, like listen, I, I got shit to do. I got shit to do. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? You deal you dealing with stuff, I'm dealing with stuff. But listen, hey, oh, uh, you talking about money? The motherfucker got money. So like if he's dealing with something, he can he can jump on a plane and go somewhere. Me, if something happens to me, I, I can't jump on a plane. It's just done. You know? Right. So I mean it's a different thing. So I mean, I'm a I'm a grown man, you're a grown man. You you handle it how you're gonna handle it. You know what I'm saying? So I don't I don't care if, if something's bothering you. I'm sorry. That's like mad cold. That's so cold to say. Nah, that's I, the don't New York fuck. I don't give a fuck what's going on. All the respect to his pastor. I hope nothing's bad happening. Your, you know, your prayer, your prayers, and all this other shit. But I'm not gonna. I'm sending, send. Um, you know, I'm not gonna go over cap for that. You know, because I mean, when I go through stuff, ain't, don't nobody come out and cap for me. You know, right. I broke my foot. I broke my damn foot. And people know there ain't nobody came out and gave me nothing. You know what I'm saying? Ain't nobody say, hey man, you know. People no, are. I'm, I'm just playing around, man. But I'm saying, like, ain't nobody jumping out for me when shit happens to happen to me. So listen, man. It, it, it got things got to be put where they got where, where they got to be at, man. So I, you know, you, you're dealing with something with your dad. 
all right, cool, man. Hope you hope hope that works out for you. <laughs> Fuck, you know. I ain't mad at it. Yeah, I'm from I mean, New York, man. You know, you see, I see rats every time I'm going home. So <laughs> big yeah. cat rats. So I yeah. and then the first of the month too, the motherfucker want his money. So it's like, what the hell? Yeah, twenty you know, round ain't got to worry about that. You, do you know what it is to to worry about? Um, you know, you got this, and you like, oh, what the fuck? What the, you know? You like, what am I gonna do? Yeah, if anything happens to you, you like, oh shit, you know. Yeah. Some people, some people don't have it like that, you know. So I'm, I'm not gonna, um, you know. The next day and certain things of that nature, like, it, I, I, I mean, hey, it's it's a good excuse for the foot. I mean, if Randy broke his toe, if Randy broke his toe, you got people get on Twitter saying it, it was God's fault. Get the fuck out of here with. Yo, but yo, not for nothing. Me breaking my foot has been God's God's plan too, because I, you know, I've been able to do a lot of stuff that I needed to do. Not just this podcast shit, just in life in general. Like I work, you know, you know that shit. I work like I'm fucking crazy. I work like I'm trying to I'm trying to pay for my freedom. That's how hard how I work, man. You know, but nobody don't nobody be um worrying about me. You know, people make fun of that. Oh, damn, you man fat. Yeah, because I'm a fucking grown man taking care of my kids. You know what I'm saying? These titties that you see, I pay for them titties cash, bro. You know what I'm saying? I'm working hard for these titties that I got, man. You know what I'm saying? This is a grown man titties right here. You know, that this, this, this like pain, pain and suffering and, and hard work in these titties, man. You know what I'm saying? So that's 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 why I'm saying it to how I'm saying it to you with, with, with the Julius Randle thing. Like, if something's wrong with your pops, listen, man, handle it. So I know you got a six pack, you know what I'm saying? I, I know you got, you know, like Mitch Robinson got nice cars and stuff like that. So look, spare me the bullshit. You know what I'm saying? I got titties, fam. So I love RJ, man. Never give no excuses. Man, just comes to work. <laughs> so I don't. Yeah, so and the I'm... motherfucker only worked four hours. <laughs> you know, the, the, the game is only 48 minutes. They, they're there for two hours. They, they only work for 48 minutes. They got to practice. There might be an hour. They might have shoot around for an hour. They play a game for 48 minutes. They're stressed out over two hours. Come on, man. You know how many how many lunch breaks you get? He, imagine if you're working for 48 hours, for 48 minutes like that, and then you got all these lunch breaks in between and, and to stretch it out to two hours? There, you know, there, will, other, there, there will only be one Kobe Bryant. Like, with all due respect to Kobe Bryant, God bless his soul, like, Dudes who got that type of work ethic, it, it it's not apparent in the NBA no more. Like we, uh, unless we don't see it, you get what I'm saying. Like Kobe, like you didn't need social media to know. Like yo, that man work ethic is because uh, everybody talks about it. So you know, uh, uh, yeah, that's at, the, I, I, at I the same time too, like, man. At the same time too, Kobe Bryant is Kobe Bryant, but he's not here. You know, say so he he passed away tragically. I understand that, but I mean, you know, you know, when it comes down to it, the whole basketball shit, it don't mean nothing. You know, because at the end of the day, like anybody else, something happens to you, gone, man. You know, it don't, it don't, none of this make, no, none of this don't mean nothing. But right. it, it's the the feeling that, that people have for Kobe Bryant that's what matters. You know, just like the feeling that we have for the Knicks, the feelings that we have for all this, so all all of that is the only thing that that really matters, man. All the other stuff that we that we talk about, that's all just like bullshit. You know, for, for people to argue, man. But I mean, like, when it comes down to it, the essence of all things, man, that it just it just really comes down to to, to what we believe in and all the, all these all these things. You know what I'm saying? All that shit is real. Yeah, yeah, that's a fact. I, I shit, I remember when 2019 going into um 2020, my my right hand man got killed due to gun violence, and 
then like three weeks like like two two three weeks later it's my birthday it's my 30th birthday then kobe bryant passes away my aunt passes away like a week after i'm working in the hospital so now i'm dealing with the first wave of covid bruh and i can't see my moms i didn't see my moms and my pops and my family for like four months four or five straight months yeah so so who has the podcast talking about state? You know, man, I hope state is doing good with, with him, right? Is, is there a homeless man that's sitting in a tunnel doing a podcast about state's life right now talking about, damn, man, I hope that guy's doing good while he's in a in a freaking um sewer sewer with um you know living in living off of off of uh you know free something that he found that he can get a little little um you know electricity so he could write that um do that podcast in the tunnel. You get what I'm trying to say? Because that's what it is. To 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 Julius Randall, me that's that's me and you are freaking homeless and living in the in the tunnel. Yeah, I can't, I can't be I, I can't be mad I can't be mad at that. That man is making 15 million a, million a year. That's why when people say, "Oh, Randall, he got a newborn baby," I done heard all types of excuses yeah. for him. I was saying that stupid shit too. <laughs> like he got a newborn. You 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 had newborn kids too. I'm pretty sure you ain't never had no complaint about going to work. I don't, nobody ain't trying to hear that, especially Listen. from no black man in America. If, if so, I if my wife is pregnant right now, my my foot gonna feel real good. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm gonna be right out there back on the streets, you know, trying to get me another set of titties. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so yeah. like people like try to, you know, downplay, you know, when. People try to downplay like how you are as a fan. Like, nah, bro. Like, I really took offense to that whole thumbs down, shut the fuck up thing. Like, I took offense to that. Like, and I take offense to people who tell me to take offense to that because yeah. you're not paying the same bills that I'm paying. We, I, <laughs> they have no idea what you've been through. You just said that story. How many people know that story? Nobody. All they know is whatever they think they know. You know, you know what I'm saying? They don't know your struggle and stuff like that. So, excuse me. Excuse me, sir. You know? So it's, it's like, come on now. It, like I expect, I expect greatness from certain players when they produce certain things. Like when you make a fourth seed and I see you making every jump shot, like you're fucking Michael Jordan, the very next season, I expect for you to be consistent with that, not lag on defense and, and, and slap laptops out of people's hands and, you know, not go to media set. Like how are you sending, like we're in a, we're in a, one in ten stretch. You're sending the twenty-one year old RJ. Mind you, he's averaging RJ's averaging like twenty-eight per game during the stretch. But we're losing every single game, so I can't even take. I, I can't even love the numbers from him. Yeah. So, so we're losing every single game. RJ's going crazy, and you're sending the twenty-one year old out to speak to the media after losses when you're the highest paid player on the team. Where they do that at? Uh, Mello would never send Shumper to do a media session after a loss. Less of our stance. That is ridiculous. Smash those like like buttons on this on on this on this channel, please. But yeah. that is ridiculous, bro. Ridiculous, bro. And it, it, nothing about his game. Like I never disliked him as a human being. It's just you know I, I want to see consistency. Like okay, yeah. R.J. Barrett. Motherfucker, you average 14, you average 17, you average 20. So you're proving me right so far. Okay, next season, can I get 23 points on better efficiency at least? That's all I'm asking. Can I get some more leadership qualities from you? Because you've been quiet the last few few years. 
Yeah. You haven't been, you know, you've been Mook Morris and 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 Randall and all of those guys. You're the you're the highest paid player on the team now. Yeah. Right. That's not excuse Jalen Brunson either, because Brunson, the hundred million dollar man. <laughs> who might be the best Nick point guard in the past 20 years, no disrespect to Stephon Marbury because he was playing the bench, who is the first, you know, player in NBA history to receive a $100 million deal with no all-star ballots garnered. Um, Brunson needs to show up as well, but I I don't care about Brunson's box scores uh, as much as I do as RJ Barrett's. I got to judge them differently. Brunson, I'm judge. I'm judging him off of impact and how many of these other guys he makes all stars or make better. Yeah. In, in, in that situation, I, I'm gonna love Brunson. <laughs> I'm looking at a lot of. So I'm looking at Jay. Um, you know, Jay Randall Ewing. You know, he said. You know, I, you know, it's a bunch of stuff. I don't. I don't know. It's like <laughs> we just finished addressing that. You know. I, I, I like to I like to that, that's how I how I talk to my kids too you know the way that I talk to the, like this with the this is how I talk to my kids too because like I said I can, I can say all this stuff you know for for um for a, a reaction but mm-hmm. it comes back down to okay I got the reaction now did you get the lesson you know you know what I'm saying so I mean when people say stuff about like he, that it was good for him give us thumbs down and stuff like that you know it's you know I mean like like are you putting people like this like this ahead of ahead of you you know, yeah. had a, you know, it's like you can't put these guys at pedestals like this. Nonsense. You know, it's, you it's, it's nonsense. I work 15. I'll probably work a 14 hour shift, 15 hour shift yeah. and still got to wake up the next day for work at 3 p.m. I don't want to hear that garbage. I don't want to hear that. Is that um the real Kenny Payne? Wouldn't that be funny? It might be. It might be. He's your type of play. Hey, hey. I'm, I'm trying <laughs> to tell you that we like I'm trying to tell you we're the new media, man. The the um. That's why you see these guys on um, podcasts now. You know, <laughs> how many podcasts you seen Berman on? A lot. <laughs> I haven't seen him on any because I blocked them. <laughs> no, I, I didn't block. Them. The only reason why I didn't block Berman because I'm toxic, and Berman <laughs> is toxic. I mean, I, could, I I I could vibe with Berman sometimes. <laughs> he was the last one I blocked because I was still holding on to Berman. That he was saying something shit. I was like, man, Berman, goodbye. Boop. <laughs> uh, it, no, it, it doesn't bother me what, what what those guys are, but you know, I try to. I I hope I love Brunson. Um, me personally, you know, I want to root for Brunson. You know, I, I hope Brunson have an All Star season. It's not possible. We can. Uh, I present this to you, matter of fact. You know, it just came to my brain. I wanted to talk to this about this to you about like two weeks ago. Um, when I looked at Brunson, I thought about past um, NBA teams and teams that had got a point guard and it elevated that other young talent around them. And I thought about the 2005 Suns and I thought about the 2004 Pistons. Um, I thought about the 2004 um, Pacers with Jamal Tinsley and those guys. Um, Pistons because of Chauncey Brillips, uh, the two, 2005 Suns because of Steve Nash. Um, I think about what Drew Holiday did for Milwaukee uh, when you remove, you know, bad point guard play and you put good point guard play in that position. So the sky's the limit for Jalen Brunson, man. His career right now is basically whatever he wanted to be. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's that's where it should be. You know, like, like I put this on the screen a little too long. You know, 
I was I was thinking about doing a, a rant, but I just I just said I already I already said what I need to say about. Excuse me about that because you know I mean we're talking about me, we're talking about you, but look at Pudge, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what what's um what's um better about Julius Randle's work ethic and everything that you want to say about him, um, compared to Pudge? You know, so why why should we have why should somebody say oh you have no idea how hard Randle works? You don't know shit about Pudge. You don't know nothing about what Pudge is going through. How hard he has to work to get to where he got to be. You know what I'm so I'm not putting no 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 um no no guy no person that's playing a ch- a child's game you know for 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 generational wealth I'm not gonna put him in a higher uh you know uh regard than 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 a regular than myself you know we all yeah. equal when it when it comes down to it yeah I'm gonna keep it a buck with you Eru like yo he he gets Nick players no I'm not even gonna say just him Nick players of today. Like, they get the most excuses I've ever heard. Like, and I'm just putting them all in one category, so I don't want to feel like I'm being biased. Um, we put Randall, Frank, RJ, and all of these guys. Like, when I talk to older Nick fans about Patrick Ewing, there's no excuses. They It's just straight basketball talk. You know what I'm saying? Like, he missed the free – he missed the finger roll. So what? He's still a Hall of Famer. We put up so much, so many excuses for our players, bro. Like sometimes the basketball conversation can't even get through. We can't even get through the basketball conversation. Yeah, because you just fucking keep giving excuses. Yeah, I just, I just don't want to hear it anymore. Like Julius loves the city. Listen, this is New York City. Everybody loves New York City. Yes. Next, fuck out of here with that. I bet all you gonna say. Come on. Do you know who loves the city? You know, nobody loves a city than in New York because none of us can afford to live here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, ass, right? Uh, <laughs> right? You know what I'm saying? No, can none, none of us um, um, could afford to live here. No, no. It's New York City rent. Are you talking about love the city? Randall could love the city. He make 15 million. I don't give a fuck if he loved the city. RJ Barrett, even if he making million, I don't give a fuck if any one of those guys love the city. Yo, yo, Julius Randle loves a city that I never that I never been to before because he's a, he's rich. He can go to anywhere in the world he wants to be. He could love a city I never heard of before. What does that mean? What does it mean? Come on, man. I, I like I, people. They try to defend him. I I know it's cool, but at the same time, he didn't do himself a favor in order to be defended. Like at least RJ and those other boys, they take they do themselves a favor. You you get what I'm saying? Like RJ, uh, see uh, RJ is a funny dude. And I noticed he was funny because a couple days after Randall said, you know, the, the things with the fans and whatnot, RJ, he goes on the interview, what he says, Eru, you know, I love the fans. You know, I'm nothing without the Knicks fans. You know, I appreciate Come on. It's simple. It's simple. Come on. Look, look what he said here. Um, RJ almost got traded. Um, him and Randall going on, off this offseason. Watch for him. So, I mean, what, what are you trying to say? I, I just don't get it, you know? You know, like, like we got pop, we on a podcast, you know, like we're, we're talking about the Knicks and stuff. So obviously we care, we care about something about mm-hmm. that has to do with this team, you know. So I, I don't, I don't care about 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 that type of stuff, man. You know, yeah. I got my own name on my own jersey. You know, you make your own, you got your own stuff. You ain't worrying about none of that stuff. You know, it, it you know, I mean, it, people got it really messed up. People really got it messed up. That that's that's why it's necessary to um to talk in a certain way. You know, like the way that we talk, we're giving it up. You know, we, we we're all talking this way. Just, yep. just to put this bullshit to bed. Put it to bed, man. I, I try to, I try to always tell Nick fans like, I'm not a, I'm not an RJ stand. I try to make that clear. Like whenever I, like, talk about the Knicks, like I'm not an RJ stand. I'm a Knicks stand. 
I stand the whole Knicks organization. Like I stand the blue and orange. I don't stand just one player because you can't tell me to root for Jerome James. Yeah. So it's yeah, like I gotta st- stop doing certain stuff like that. I hope Brunson can make RJ and Randall make sense in the star lineup. I hope so too. Yeah, bring it back to a basketball conversation. This is what we should be talking about. I hope so too, because I I for me, it's not Brunson, it's more Thibodeau. I know Brunson can make it work. He does not mm-hmm. turn the ball over. He's good playmaker. Um, he played well without Luca, and he led his team to a fourth seed in the Western Conference. I take stock in that, especially in a re- in a real regular season where it was full stadiums. So yeah. you know, yeah, I, I I get you, man. I appreciate the super super chat, man. Definitely, absolutely, man. But I mean, this Hawker criticism. This is what this is what it's all about. So I mean, like the 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 I'll say this to you: like the New York media crying to get into the room so they can ask the hard questions. All right, you know what's right. having a hard having a hard conversation. We are right now, you know. Yeah. Anything that these guys want to say, and the, and the thing is, nothing is not going to mean nothing to compared to what's what's happening right now. Mm-hmm. And they cannot have this conversation. That's true. And and, and listen, like, um, CAA, and I respect you too, Jay Randall Ewing. Um, listen, CAA Mafia. Like, <laughs> as far as like Devin Booker's concerned, like, I, I I don't give a shit about Devin Booker. Um, when you call Jalen Brunson, whatever you said. In that video, and Jalen Brunson proceeds to hunt you down and pick and rolls and in eight straight plays after that, and you down 40 in a game seven. When was the last time you seen a Hall of Famer down 40 in game seven in, in an elimination game? Braun, Katie, it, just name me a Hall of Famer or a great um, shooting guard. I don't even think T Mac allowed that. I don't know. We're gonna have to get one of those analytic guys that watch the game with a laptop in their hand. We're gonna have to get one of those guys to tell us. I'm quite sure there's somebody out there, you know. But I mean, it is rare. Yeah, that's like some you know, rare shit. Yeah, not four, not forty points, Eru. I, yeah. I didn't. We didn't watch every single playoffs these past couple. Not forty points in a game seven. No yeah. way, no how, bro. They got smoked, punked, <laughs> little man. It's a lot of other words I want to say, <laughs> but it's I, I'm good on the on, on Devin Booker. I'm good with my fa- foundation right now. Yeah, I like what we got going. Um, once again, I apologize to Leon Rose. Um, Danny Ainge was dealing in bad faith. Um, I want to see what these guys got, man. That's that's why I wanted to talk a lot about Quentin Grimes today because I want to see what he got. I know I called them Quentin, Frank, and Lakina Grimes, and I was being very disrespectful within the past couple of weeks. But it's granted. He yeah. averaged six, two, and one. But you put up that picture earlier about the points per game jump. Let's see. I, I, I want to see. I really do want to see. And I pray for Randall that he he's better because if he comes back better next season, that means we win in games. Yeah. If RJ comes back better next season, we win in games. But could you imagine, you know, some of these guards here? We're talking about uh, Quentin Grimes. Imagine if Quentin Grimes really does make that that step. Maybe, maybe not, you know, twenty points, but maybe if he makes a step with Dan, this motherfucker is a starter, you know. So that means that RJ's got to be the three, you know. And then you got Brunson, you got Julius, you got um, Mitch, you know what I'm saying? So, what what does that say about some of the other guys? It definitely the dominoes will start going downhill with not, that. Not just Quentin Grimes though that can make that list. 
Mitch Robinson can make that list. Yeah, quite a few. Man, you quickly can make that list. Cam Reddish can make that list. Basically, every single young guy who got Obi Toppin can make that list. Basically, every single young guy who didn't play a lot of minutes the past few years, they could all make that list. So we I, we want to see it. I want to see it. Yo, shout out to um, Rand, um, you know, Jay Randall, you and another super chat. Um, you know, I, I don't, you know, I appreciate you, man, but I don't think you get what, we, what we're saying here. Cause I, what were we saying earlier before he came on it? Like, like, um, Randall could give us, uh, say 17, eight and three. And, um, that's that, that if he's doing that, then we should be good. That, cause that means that things are, are, you know, are being allocated now, you know, yeah. other people are contributing. So that means if, if Julius Randall is giving us 17, eight and three, that means Obi's playing. That means Jalen Brunson got the ball in his hands. That means RG Barrett done ascended. You know, so a lot of things that means a lot of things happen. You know? I, I could, I could, I, I feel like Julius Randle will average less points next season. So I, I don't really care about his box scores next season. I just want him to impact winning. Um, He could average fucking 12 points next season. I could care less, bro. Yeah. He's impacting winning. Is he rebounding like a monster? Is he pushing other people on the other team? Is he slapping laptops with the other assistant coaches' hands? That's what I want to see. Yeah, is he is he doing this on the court? Is he doing that? Is he doing this? Is he doing that? Yes. You know what I'm saying? Come on now. That's what I want to see. I I want to see I want to see Julius Randle, you know, not not doing this and not doing this, none of that, spitting on the on the court. He was spitting all over the place. I I just want to see him engaged, not worrying about what we're saying. Cause because we 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 here for a reason. We love that we love the Knicks so much, you know. So so it's not about him. You know, it's about like you said, it's about impact and winning, fam. You know, get, get 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 your shit in perspective. Get get your shit together. Get your mind right. You know, we all no matter what we say or whatever, it all comes down to can you impact winning? Yeah. Yeah. That's that's what that's all that matters, right? And yeah. yeah when, even, they, when they talk about the garden is like like the like hardest place to play, or or like it's the best place to play with a mecca, you're gonna find out. You're gonna yeah. find out what that means, y'all. If Julius Randle like like um could get that in his mind. Like, I, I don't know uh, Randall if, if um if this is Randall himself here or or if this is um like somebody that's related to him or something like that or somebody that didn't get the message to him listen man you know if you can get your mind right and focus on your role focus on the team stick keep it in house and stuff man man you don't know what we'll do for you man out there yeah. you have no idea like you you saw what we did against Atlanta in that first that um that first win we was going crazy for that in, that in that freaking game. Could you imagine if you guys were good like that and we go into the playoffs, man? It's gonna be a movie out there. Yo, he has a chance. <laughs> he has a chance to be an all-time Nick great, and he doesn't even know it. He doesn't even know it. Don't you want to live forever? Look at <laughs> freaking Clyde Frazier, bro. <laughs> he doesn't. He, you don't need 2010 and five. I don't need that from you at all. You showed me you can do that already. I need you to realistically, honestly, like his 2010 and five will be detrimental to the team. He needs to scale it back. When he scales it back, I promise you, Eru, we in the playoffs next year. He's scaling back. It's going to be a playoff series where he's averaging 25 and 13. It's going to be a playoff series. Easy. Absolutely. Easy. It's going to be another playoff series where Obi Toppin could be averaging at least 15 to 20 points. Yeah. It's going to be that. But it's up to the fucking coach, bro. Like, this coach is really – he's scary. <laughs> yeah. 
one 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 of the NBA finals that uh, with the Celtics, right? Uh, for the old heads, I can't think of my man's name, but um, you know, uh, Larry Bird didn't get the MVP when they won that year. You know, Mikhail didn't get the MVP that year. Robert Parrish didn't get the MVP. You know, Dennis Johnson didn't get the MVP. Uh, it, it was Cedric Maxwell. This a guy named Cedric Maxwell got the MVP that that year. You know, you know what I'm saying. So I mean, at any given time, somebody is gonna be you. You got your name is gonna be called. And then when when it happens, how, how you gonna get there? You're gonna get that strength because we gonna we gonna be blowing the roof off that motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And like I said, you want to live forever. You want to talk about money? You know? Oh, look at they be hating on me. Look, I got a nice car. Look at the motherfuckers hating on me. Mitchell Robinson, get your shit together, bro. You know, you want to live forever? You know, there's cars and stuff like that don't mean nothing, man. You you um put yourself in infamy. You know, living um winning in New York City, you're gonna see. Yeah, that's a fact. You know how hard fans would cap for these dudes? The dudes would be calling Mitchell Robinson the second best in Nick history. A third best, my fault. I apologize to Willis Reed. I apologize to Willis Reed. But the third best center in Nick's history, they'll be calling Mitchell Robinson. As long as you win, people will find a way to cap for you if you're a Nick player. <laughs> but Nick, yeah. Nick fans chanted Jimmer Fredette's name, <laughs> right? We chanted, we chanted Frank Nilakina's name. Like, we're going to love you as long as we see a pulse on, I think it's mainly defense. It's not really offense. It's, it's defense. If you're, if it's mainly offense, you got to be special like Melo. Yeah. You got to be like Melo. But if you're not like Melo, then you got to bring it on defense. And that's what, that's what we love, man. We love that hustle, that heart, that attitude, man. Yeah. Got to bring it. John Starks to this day, if John Starks ever come on to high, uh, hard times, he can sleep on the couch right now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> if Patrick Ewing ever um, go bankrupt or something like that, yo, I got $20. What's your cash at, fam? I got you. You know what I'm saying? I got you. That's what it is. What it is. I'm quite sure millions of fans feel the same way, man. It, it, like, 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 um, you know, diehard Knicks fans, state of New York Knicks podcast, man. This shit means a lot to us, man. Yeah. Like I said, you went, you went through that shit through COVID. You know, I have my little problems and, and stuff too, you know, you know, throughout life in general, man. So, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, coming here to talk about the sports and stuff like that, when it comes down to it, it don't really mean nothing. But then again, it does. Big yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully these guys, they all get it together. Hopefully Thibodeau really just, you know, just adjust, man. It's just, yeah. it just comes down to him. Like, we just had a beautiful conversation for over two hours. It's just Thibodeau. Uh, we, we can talk. We can keep talking. Yo, it's um, Guard Up Knicks. We, we was um, rocking yesterday. Yo, why, why we talked longer after after the pod was over than, than when we was than when we had the pod? <laughs> we was on the pod for an hour. And I think we talked like damn near uh, over an hour after after we um, hit end. You know? Yeah, man. That's that's that. That's the Knicks stuff for you. <laughs> yeah, people don't understand. Like, like I said, um, you know. You know, Rand, you know, Rand on Jay Randall Ewing. I hope you got a little perspective, man. This is different. This is different. You know, this is definitely different. This is not, you know, this is not Stephen A. Smith. You know, this is not like some, you know, crazy stuff. This is different. We different over here. So Tibbs gonna play like no plan that I would start Randall and Obi together, but at the same time, I would easily play them at least like 10 minutes together the next season. Like I, I've been said, there was a lineup that I really loved and I would really want the Knicks to play. And that lineup is, um, I believe it is Randall or Obi at the five, whoever you want to put at the four. It's Reddish at the three. Um, it's RJ at the two. And it's Quentin Grimes at the one. That's one lineup that 
I, I would love to see um, switchability if if everybody's locked in and, you know, it, it, it will be fun. They'll play fast. You can shoot a lot of threes. I'm, I'm confident in OB Toppin's um, three-point shot. Um, OB Toppin's shot, I believe, like 8% in, like, his first month of last season from three. Brought it up to 14%. And then he brought it up and tied Julius Randle and Julius Randle's three-point percentage at 30. It's near 31%, but I think it's 30.8. So, yeah. you know, I believe in OB Toppin's uh, uh, shot. I believe in Quentin Grimes' shot. Um, he shot 41% on catch-and-shoot threes. Um, Cam Reddish shot 50, 50% on corner threes last season, and I believe he shot 40% plus from three on catch-and-shoot threes. So the sky's the limit. It's the sky's the limit. It's, it's just on Tibbs. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, man. You, you know, even, you know, Fournier. Respect to Fournier. You know, if uh, Fournier is, is um, open, I, I believe in him. You know, yeah. I believe in his ability. You know, not, yeah. not for, you know, not for like 40 minutes, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, within a role, you know, with the role within the team, I believe I believe in what he can do in, in a role. I, I feel like the the problem I have with – and I feel like Evan Fournier can have a role on the Knicks too, but then it's like we still have Derrick Rose. And I know Thibodeau is not going to bench Derrick Rose for nobody. He's not going to bench him for Jesus. He's not going to bench him for the – Noah or the Ark, God, he's not benching Terrell Rose. Like it's, it's quiet for that. Like, yeah. So like Evan is the guy that I look at, but Evan is ser- serviceable too. And somebody asked him like, "What would he be in my rotation?" I would put him situational. Um, if I need a guy to get hot to come off the bench, I will have Evan Fournier play. But it comes to Quentin Grimes and Cam Reddish being him out. It's it's not enough to me no more, man. I, I didn't cap for Quentin Grimes and Cam Reddish the whole fucking summer. Man. It's yeah. about to be training camp, so yeah, it's, it's time to it's time to go. You know, we we done we done like I said, we done shed, we done shed blood <laughs> literally on the, on these conversations, man. So you know, we done did it already, man. All summer, people people like the clowners too. Say, man, yeah, what ain't no games? Why 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 y'all always talking? To, whatever. Listen, man, like we did a lot of talking. It's time for these guys to play now. You know, so you know, let let the let the cream rise, man. You know, let let who, let whoever's supposed to be there. You know, let the let them um do what they do. The cream rise to the top. Oh yeah! Uh, shout out to Randy Savage, man, one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. Yeah, elite yeah, promos. And and last thing, um, is CAA mafia, mafia. He's definitely right, and I got that same ideology when it comes to like culture and in, in professional basketball. I never believe that the coach makes the culture. I never believe that the management makes the culture. I believe that it's the players and everybody else falls in line. For example, like Stephen Curry, he's Golden State. Like the culture starts with him. He's very unselfish. He does not need to play on ball. He's not ball dominant, which is f- f- crazy to me. Um, He could play on ball, off ball, but he's a wholesome player. You just got to love Curry. And that's their culture. So when I look at the Knicks, you know, who sets the culture yeah. now next season i gotta look at rj barrett and jalen brunson yeah. um, i'm not really looking at randall to set no culture because i know that's not his role he should never be nobody who you want setting your culture he should buy, he should be somebody that's following the culture somebody who's riding along the bus 
Yeah. No disrespect to him, but that that's what I see for him. So hopefully yeah. RJ and, 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 and Brunson, they, they got to show up, man, big time. Yeah, for how great Curry is, man. You you see him getting getting on guys, you know, you know, he's doing the yeah. work. So listen, I'm working, man. So you guys gotta work too. But if he sees that they're not working, you've seen Curry blow up plenty of times, you know, like oh, going yeah. crazy, you know, yeah. out of character blowing up, you know, because sometimes you just need to do that. Like like I said, like like you know, people people see me acting a certain way or whatever, but there's a there's a reason behind it. Cause I mean, like you can go crazy or whatever, but there's a message behind some something that I'm saying. You know, so I mean, there's a way to to get the point across, so many different ways, man. But you know, it is what it is. You know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's what cult, that's what culture is about. That's why I like. That's why I like. I I still like blame thirty for for a lot that happened last season. Because when you're the best player, like you set the culture, like the culture was kind of messed up. Yeah. Because like you're, you're complaining and you're whining. Look and, at this shit. I mean, you know, we I, I, we always posting this picture. Look at the score. That shit. <laughs> Look at this winning, fam. Like, come on, bro. Like, you yeah. cannot be that stressed. It was a but tough was game, a- too. That was a tough game, and this is what how how the energy was is at the end. It's like, you know, I on. think I, I think that 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 game. I think he went like one for four or something like that. I, I think he played horrible on offense. Yeah, he did. But I think every everything else. I think he had like sixteen rebounds, eight assists, like a block, two still. Look at the twenty. My twenty-one year old. Should not be looking at the 27 year old. Like, what the fuck is going on with you, bro? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a disconnect. It's definitely a disconnect with that. So, I mean, that that's what guys need to focus on. Don't worry about whether if somebody's hating on you and all this other stuff, or or you don't know how hard he works. You're gonna know. You're gonna see how hard he works. Listen, man, get off of that bullshit, man, and just 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 get your shit together. Yeah, just play play ball, man. Come on. Yep. So I'm 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 officially like done with the donovan talks um i'm done with you know stuff that happened this past summer shout outs to ralph what's yep. up buddy um it's time to move on uh i don't think the knicks are going to make another move within the next two weeks uh we got training camp coming up so i'm pretty sure me and you is going to be putting that foot on the on the speed gas speed pedal real soon um so let's see let, let's see. Um, I think the one biggest story, I want to know what's your biggest story out of training camp before training camp. And, and mine's is um, Randall's a bit too much in a photo. <laughs> That's funny. My Mine's is Quinn Grimes and Cam Reddish. Uh, what's happening there? I, I, I got to see it. So You're talking about question marks for the season? So, no, question marks for like training camp, like the, well, training the camp. instant, okay. like, question like your first question for training camp mine's is like Quinn Grimes and Cam Reddish yeah what the fuck what are we doing with that yeah. my, my big question is is um is Jalen Brunson for real that's my Ooh. thing is, is he for real what I mean what I mean by that is just like you know he, he comes from that winning winning in Villanova and they, and they got like you know they, there's a mystique about him you know whatever we finally got a point guard here everybody's so happy about that we finally got a point guard now we got him now once the ball goes up i want to i want to see we're gonna know really really quick oh first you know, game yeah definitely by, <laughs> by, the, by the end of the first quarter we're gonna know everything we need to know yeah 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 you know what's crazy somebody said somebody said to me on twitter yo state you can't overreact to the first preseason game Oh, the Knicks. I said, yo, listen, motherfucker. 
You don't know what you're talking about. You don't know what you're talking about here, man. First of you, all. You, 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 you new to this, man. Yeah. You know how the Knicks season going <laughs> yeah. from, like, the first game of the real regular season, from the first five games, mm-hmm. or the first ten games. Matter of fact, I'm going to say the first ten games, you'll know how the Knicks season is going, but you'll know how the rotations is going from preseason on. So I'm going to be overreacting to preseason because I, I, I want to see. I, I really want to see, bro. Like, I, I want to see – yeah, so this is my last time I'm gonna say something. I'm I'm about to. I appreciate you coming in and stuff like that. But yo, uh, greatest um, power forward in Nick history. Uh, you know, just right off the bat, you know, like um, you know, you could say you could say Charles Oakley, right? Another person too. Um, you want to talk about um stats and stuff? Bob McAdoo. So I don't even got to say nothing else. You got another guy in the rafters. His name is Dave DeBusher. You know what I'm saying? So you know. Yeah. Oh, he being disrespectful then. Hey, now, now you know, I, I appreciate, you know, the, the super chats <laughs> and hanging out with us and stuff. Come back. I appreciate it. You know, hit the thumbs up and stuff on all that. You know, subscribe too so you can know when we're coming on and all this. But come on, man. You, you're talking to Knicks fans. You, you ain't talking to a bunch of um, bunch of uh, casuals. casuals. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we'll see. We'll see, man. I, I'm excited. But I just named. I just, he said, take he said, take your time. Take your time and name five guys better than my Julius Randle. You know, I just named. Oh, oh, come on, man! This, you see what I said earlier about when Nick fans cap for Nick players. Yeah, this is a prime example. Yeah, yeah. So when I when we said like, Randall literally has a chance to. <laughs> you see it right there. Randall has a chance to be a Nick legend, like literally. Yeah, we've done said that so many times. So I don't know why he's saying that. We said it so many times. Literally, he's just. Emotionally, he plays soft. <laughs> yeah. So, what you what you want me to say? Like, you want me to cap for him and, and say twenty ten and five? No, the, the, those are bullshit numbers. And I and Eru knows. Like, I don't take no stock into the Almighty Fourth Seed. So, since I don't take stock into that season, I disregard those numbers from every single Nick player from that season. I don't. I'm. You could ask Eru on. Count to count on his hands how many times I brought up RJ Barrett shooting 40% from three that season. Yeah. Come on. Let me, let me pull something I, up. I, I already devoted a whole pot to this already. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I'm, I'm gonna put this on the on the on the screen just, just for perspective, you know. You, you know, don't don't you wanna don't, don't you wanna live forever? You know, don't, that's that's what that's what I keep saying. You wanna live forever? You think you this, you think you're that. But I mean, like, look, this is um, Nick's retired numbers, yo. You know, Dick Barnett, you know, Dick Barnett, 15 points, um, you know, in 600 games and two-time champion as a Nick. You know what I'm saying? 16 points per game, nine seasons with the Knicks, two-time NBA champion. Dick McGuire, eight points, five um, assists. You know what I'm saying? These guys, these, those numbers there, th- those are not uh, 2010 and five. Nope. You know, but what what is greatness to you? What does it mean to be great? You know what I'm saying? Yep. Get your shit together, man. Cut the bullshit. You're not talking to no no to no fucking casuals, man. Yep. And yeah, it's crazy like how you could be a Nick Law and average eight points. Yeah. <laughs> you you get what I'm saying? Like it's it's never about the points. Like even Willis Reed, 19 points, 13 rebounds. I think Julius Randle for his Nick past four years has been 2010 and five. 2010-5 is objectively better than 19 points and 13 rebounds. But winning, 
Yo, look at Bill Bradley, fam. 12.4 points per game in his numbers in the rafters. Come you on. Talk, you want to talk about greatness? What we think what greatness is? This is this is greatness here. Champion, two-time champion. You know, let, let's 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 um put things in proper perspective, man. You you we only gotta mention number 33. Yeah, you ain't got no championships, but I mean if you want to talk about a 15 seasons, any uh, 15 seasons for, for the Knicks, you know. Mm-hmm. He, we don't even got to speak for that. It's just what, like, who do you want to be, right? Like, we have a chance right now. Like, you got a collection of of young talent, and and you got a guy who's in his prime, dead smacked in his prime, twenty eight years old, and Randall. You got a guy who's also entering his prime, and in, in Jalen Brunson. You got a chance right now to like really do something special. Um, even with with RJ Barrett and those young guys, can you imagine if these guys was to win a chip next year? Those young boys and 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 what, all of their numbers would be retired. Are you shitting me? They they don't. They, you wouldn't even have to play another game. You would eat free in the city for the rest of your life. <laughs> like <laughs> like we'll see, man. We'll see if it's about winning because it, it, the reports also said like. Thibodeau was trying to make Julius Randle pass the ball more, but Kenny Payne was bumping up Julius Randle's ego, saying that you were still a man. So I need to see, was Thibodeau really telling Randle, pass the fucking ball, speed the offense up? Was he trying to coach him up, or was Randle being defiant? We will see this season. We will see. A lot of narratives will be put to bed this season, for sure. Definitely. Yeah, man. So I think I think we need to stop because <laughs> we gotta go another two two and a half hours, and it will be five hours in. Yeah, we, yeah. Because now they're getting in the wall. Clyde Frazier should be a top five Nick all time. And yeah, we got you, you got to put up the the Stitcher, the Apple Podcast, the Google Play, so they know where to find. So they know where to find us. Um, iHeartRadio, Player FM, tune in. Um, Amazon Alexa, uh, Spotify. Um, of course, Apple, Pat, Apple Podcast, again, you can walk in your crib and say, oh, can y'all play Die Hard State of Mind? It will definitely <laughs> pop up on your Alexa. It, yeah. You know, uh, appreciate Nick fans, man. Y'all guys is is a, a great fan base, and it's none like no other, <laughs> honestly. And shout out, I hope that's the real Kenny Payne. I hope that's yeah, that the real That would be dope. Because <laughs> If that's the real Kenny Payne, that'd be dope. That'd be dope. <laughs> yeah, hit hit if that's real Kenny Payne, hit hit us up in the DMs, man. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you he, know. Yo, shout out to Kenny Payne. He said that. Remember, he said that ill stuff about um Dolan and stuff like that about yeah. him going to, you know, um to uh, Louisville. You know, it was yep. a big big. That was a big thing that he said there about the you know the reason yep. why he went there and the blessing that he got from from Dolan from Dolan. Shit. And and it's crazy because Dolan told him. All the right things, like he told him everything somebody would want to hear. Like, ain't you the highest paid assistant in basketball? Like, yeah. <laughs> like, ain't you in the biggest market in America? Like, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> and you know, Kenny Payne broke it down to him, and and the fact that like I felt like it was genuine that Kenny Payne said like Dolan like shed a tear and, and stuff like that because that tells me, um, Dolan has compassion. It's the same dude that paid for Tyson Chandler to go see his grandmother. But she was sick back in the day, and we paid for a private plane for him to leave games and go see his grandmother. Like, this is the same guy that re signed Carmelo Anthony. Like, 
Come on now. Salute the fake Kenny. Salute, salute, salute. One, one, one last thing. I got, I got to keep saying it. You said, listen, y'all, y'all gonna be wrong. How you're not listening? You're not listening because I'm, yeah, I'm saying, look, listen. Uh, one more time for for the people in the back, right? Uh, look, look at Dick McGuire. Uh, it averages he averaged eight points and, and five assists. You know, in 530 games, didn't win no championships. You know, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Look at look at Dick McGuire. Twelve, uh, 15 points. Look at um uh, Bill Bradley. If if Julius Randle averaged twelve points per game and we win a championship, this motherfucker could be up here. That's a fact. Jersey retired and all. <laughs> Jersey retired. That motherfucker could average thirteen points next season. Is he passing the ball? Because literally, if he could change his mindset, it's just a mindset change. Yeah, quick. Just a click. Quick, click. Oh wait, I don't got to shoot the ball twenty times. I could just goon everybody. And just all I gotta do is just play defense, yeah, and just cut to the rim and and pick my spot. Oh shit, I could do this. Yeah. Oh, I, oh, I could do this. I don't need to see Randall pushing Cam Johnson and we lose in a game winner. Yeah. The fuck is that? I remember yeah, get, that day. Yeah, get the it together. Like yeah. you don't gotta bust your ass. We, we can still win by thirty and you play a team game. Yeah. It, it could definitely happen. I mean, people say it couldn't happen for Melo, but they want Melo to pass it to Jeremy Lin and Tony Douglas. <laughs> Yo, I'm, I'm, telling you, I'm, I'm telling you, that's a whole nother two hours. Yeah, like, yeah let's get out of here. Yeah, I'll at y'all, man. Evil, man. I appreciate it. Appreciate yeah, hold it. on, man. Good, good. I'm um, hanging appreciate out with you it, again, man. man. Definitely. Man, peace, y'all. I'm, try, I'm trying to find the freaking and, and broadcast one. There you go. All right, y'all. Peace, man. Good to see you guys. Peace and love.